3: Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts. Joe Lanza, X out, go listen to some boring podcast where, where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay, Don't listen to Joe Lanza, because Joe Lanza's not changing.
2: And Rich
3: Craig <laughs> Give me a I Who him. delivers <laughs> this guy in a big Joe, spot. don't yell at me. Oh in, in the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? Stop yelling at me, I agree.
4: And we are live here on the Voice of Wrestling flagship podcast. I'm Rich Craig alongside, as always... The king of banter, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, what's happening?
3: Why didn't you introduce the No Dopes chat room? Is that not going to happen?
4: Uh, it- if, if you want it to be a thing forever? I don't know if that was a, a, a bit, or if that is that a constant thing in the No Dopes chat room?
3: I mean... I feel like it's one of the perks of the ten dollar tier. You get to be part of the no dopes chat room that, unless you prove unless you prove yourself to be a dope and, and you
4: out. Then you gotta hit the bricks. Yeah, that's true. Okay fine. Then and, and hello to the no dopes chat room. Listening on our ten dollar tier, patreon.com slash voice wrestling, listening live uh to the flagship here as we uh as we get into yet another insanely crazy wrestling. I Joe, we had we had crowds last weekend, you know, like full crowds in, in America for double or nothing. Uh wrestling it, it it's it's back. It's stupid, it's weird. We got like cuts and it's just we're, we're all the way back. We're all the way back uh with with in terms of wrestling just getting dumb and and, and fun again. So, I'm excited.
3: Do you know how hard it is to watch clap crowd wrestling Oh, after I was about
4: to talk about that. That I was watching these new Japan matches and we'll talk about them later. I don't want to do that now, but watch him, and I'm just like I don't want to watch this. I really want to watch crowds again. It's really, really difficult to, uh, you know, invest in. You know, Yoshihashi's got a nice hold on, and we're hearing people clap louder. And I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do this. It's it, it. was a drain. It was was certainly a drain. So
3: it's it's real hard. I mean, uh, the Australian wrestling, which has had the full crowds for a couple months now, and we've been watching that. That was like a little appetizer, you know. And they've got some hot indie crowds down there. Um down under. They call it Down Under mm-hmm,
4: Rich mm-hmm.
3: Australia. Did you know that?
4: I I did, I did. And uh we, we had a lot of people in the in the in the no dopes chat room, you know, asking about the Gallus theme and when are you guys gonna play the Gallus theme? We can't play the Gallus theme. We told you we talked we tweeted it out for people that don't remember. Uh we got a copyright ding on the uh, gallus theme last week. So yeah, we gotta be be, we gotta be careful playing the gallus theme. So Yes. Um, uh, I'm not sure you the- can sing it either. Chops Pones asks it, can you sing it? I don't, I, think so. I, I don't know. That guy might have, you know, the, 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 cause it's a, it's a production library uh, song. I forget what the guy's name was, but uh, yeah, he got us. So, I mean, you were playing it through your phone in pretty low quality and it got it. So I, I, I wouldn't say. And we've sing done it. it before. Right, right. And, and, uh, and, and you're singing, and I mean, you do a great acapella version of the Gallus theme. And I think that could get, those bots could definitely pick that up for sure.
3: It's, and people think it's WWE taking our money, but it's not. It's, uh, it's whoever was the original. I guess artist Who wrote this song Who's getting the fractions of a penny That the YouTube hits uh, Generate for us We literally get fractions of pennies Because nobody listens to these shows on YouTube We put it up there you know, uh, Because there are some people who enjoy the YouTube feeds And um, It is a a form of advertising To have it up on YouTube And we have picked up listeners for all the shows on YouTube Because we have people tell us Oh we found you on YouTube We're like really? But uh, yeah, we earn fractions of pennies for being on YouTube. But last week's episode, we will not get those fractions Mm-mm, of pennies. Nope. No, they they will be going to. They whatever all that... go
4: to that guy. Yeah, yeah I'm trying. I'm trying to look his name up right now, and it's 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 a few more clicks than I really want to uh, 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 get into. So.
3: Hey, yeah.
4: Careful, careful. <clears throat> Keep it under fifteen. I think under fifteen, we can we can claim fair use. But no. Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to get picked up. I'm telling you. You you are a well, man a who has heard that you, you well, okay yeah that's a good test that is not a bad test so stop it right there that was definitely under fifteen um and we'll we'll see what gets picked up and and you know if we have to send some more pennies over to uh whatever his name is the guy that uh it had a cool title too but again I don't want to click a bunch of different windows to figure it out so
3: well my acapella is so good that it probably will get picked that's what up. that's why I said the bot that's is definitely going to get that yeah the bot the
4: bot yeah. is definitely but we can at least say hey no 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 we sang it. And you know, we, we, we not only sang it, but it was under fifteen seconds, so we're gonna get uh hopefully some some fair use out of that as well. So yeah, if if for the people requesting the Gala's theme, uh it cannot happen right now. So um yeah, that hasn't. Ended. And uh and well, Nick I, Nick I, is I, correct. Is Nick is correct that you have heard the Gallus theme probably more than any human that's not a coffee or oh, Sid Scala. Yes, you. <laughs> you only only I'm trying to think of people who have heard the Gallus theme more than you. Well, I get no, you kinda of fell off of NXT UK though, right?
3: I, I binge watch like 20 at a time, and then, then I don't watch for two months again. And I think then that's I still
4: conscious. I mean, in totality, I think you probably have heard it more than most human beings. I'd say you're, well, in, there, the, you're in the top point 1- zero 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 one percent of people that have heard that theme, right?
3: Maybe. There are dedicated NXT UK watchers, believe it or not. NXT UK is like, it has a super underground following because the people who do watch it think it's really good. I know you think that's a bit, but it's not. Like the people who do watch it think it's the best brand, and I have to be honest, when I do watch it, it probably is the best brand. I know that's not clear in the highest bars, but it's it's you know it's not terrible and irredeemable like the rest of w w e s programming I'll put it to you that way
4: yeah i uh it, it's 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 always on a weird like for me it's always kind of a a, a shock to you know, because it, it's on t- it's on Wednesdays or Thursdays. I forget even what the fuck day it is, but it's at like two p.m. So like, or, or three p.m. our time. So it's just so funny to hear like WWE be like, are you ready for a new episode of NXT UK? And it's like, no, <laughs> it's like three p.m. No, I'm not You're ready. Like, for no, it. man,
3: I, I'm at, I'm at work. Yeah, <laughs> at
4: work. Like, I'm absolutely not ready for it. And then there's you yeah. know, gifts of these random people, and I'm like, What the fuck is that person? Like, these just women. This this endless stream of women I've never heard of before, and they're like quote tweeting it, be like, it's my time. And I'm like, who are you? I have no idea who you are. Or whatever. Uh, but I. Obviously, it's not for me it's not for my audience but it's always just a, a bit of a it, it, it's just hard to kind of be like what the fuck did 3 p.m like why are you guys on 3 p.m and it's like oh yeah right it's not for me it's for um you know the uk audience but uh, yeah i don't know would you think that how many americans like slap their hands together at 3 p.m and go oh baby <laughs> you know hop onto the peacock and say it's nxt uk time baby let's go let's see what we got for us
3: all right well let's figure this out so there used to be 1.1 million North American subscribers or American subscribers, right? Correct, yeah, yeah. To the yeah. Network. We are assuming that a lot of those people didn't convert over to Peacock, right? Like, that's kind of the assumption. Yeah,
4: I think that's the same assumption. Well, especially especially the UK people, like you're saying, but you're talking about just America.
3: Yeah, because well, you, you're trying to figure out how many people in America
4: Correct. watching Yeah, Instagram, I want I right? to know who slaps their hands together at, you know, at 3 p.m. on Thursday or Wednesday or whatever the hell and watches it.
3: Right, so we know that 1.1 million people in the U.S. had the network.
4: Got it, had access to NXT UK at one point.
3: Right, we we are figuring that they have lost some of those people. Correct. Um, now, you figure they may have gained a couple viewers by people who had Peacock who now have the network, but really, how many people who had <laughs> none Peacock of
4: them watching NXT UK? Who
3: weren't wrestling fans who now have checked out the <laughs> network have now decided, you know what? I'm really into Joe, just Joe Coffey, and I have to... The, right. the number's probably zero. Yeah, I was right? going to so watch the Friends the
4: reunion, but I'm going to wait off a sec, because Joe Coffey's got a hot match against Sam Stoker tonight, today on NXT UK, so I'll get to the Friends reunion and the Save by the Bell reboot uh, in a bit, but right now i got to get to Sam Stoker and see what he's yeah. doing, so yeah.
3: I think it's safe to say NXT UK has zero. added zero viewers from Peacock viewers. I think
4: that's a fair assumption, yes.
3: But they've there's definitely less network viewers on Peacock for people who just let their subscriptions lapse and didn't bother coming over. But let's be generous and say that there's 800,000 people in the US with access to the network who previously had access to the network before who still have it now on Peacock. Let's say 800,000. Of those 800,000 now, how many of those people watch NXT UK strictly in America? I would say all right, if I put the over under at a thousand, what would you? What I
4: would, would you I take would say over? I would probably take the over, but I'd probably take the over very slightly. I was gonna say it's probably four digits, but it's probably not much above four digits. It might literally be a thousand. It might be a thousand and two. I don't think I'm comfortable saying two thousand. I think it's somewhere between a thousand and two thousand.
0: A thousand, yeah, yeah,
4: um. It's asking a lot. I mean, you got to really think, be a, like, you got to be kind of a shut-in. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're watching.
3: I think I'd go under a 1,000. I think there's under a 1,000 people in America watching NXT UK. Is that bold?
4: No, <laughs> it's not.
3: Literally zero people talk about it. It's a it.
4: tough time. It's a tough time to get on. And, yeah, the only people that talk about it are people that are on the, on the show and, and, and reviewers. And even the reviewers, it's like. You're died in the wall. Like real hardcore reviewers are the ones that are checking it out. So.
3: Yeah. Um. But maybe we're way off. Who knows? Maybe that's some monster following. Highly so doubtful. I didn't.
4: I didn't know you could actually time. I'm, I'm watching Joe mod mod King Joe Lanza over here. Someone makes a comment about listening to this at at, at higher speeds, and you timed them out for 300 seconds. I see.
3: I listen. I no dopes. No dopes. Chat the, room. You you weren't lying. Wow. This is the no dopes chat room. And if you make jokes about listening to this show on, like, 1.5 speed, you're out. I don't have any time for you. For 300 seconds. Yeah, you're out. That's, <laughs> a, that's a warning shot. Right. After that, you're out for good. Oh, just... you,
4: you're not kicking Rich Ladd out. Get out of here.
3: You Listen, it's the No Dopes chat room, Rich. What's the... What's that... Um, I know we're bouncing all over the place, but you, we were talking about my incredible acapella skills before. What's that acapella movie with Anna Kendrick? What's the name of that?
4: Oh, you are definitely are asking it? the wrong person. Um...
3: I can't think of the name of that we all have google in our pockets let me see yeah the uh uh what's the uh, i can't even spell acapella acapella <laughs> movie with anna kendrick are you someone who types the entire question yes into of course google? of
4: course yeah, yeah okay
3: you have to uh what's the acapella movie with anna kendrick <laughs> pitch perfect
4: oh Remember Pitch, pitch perfect. perfect okay yeah i actually know i have seen it i have seen it not bad it's actually not a bad flick
3: oh it's a movie you've seen huh? oh, i've seen it yeah it's, it's all right yeah, um, I don't I mean, know why I brought that good. up. It's 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 fine. Acapella. It's got a, it's, uh, know, it's, uh, it's got silly. A good silly.
4: Narrative. It's got yeah. It's got a good narrative. It's silly. silly. It's fine. Yeah.
3: Fat Amy, very funny. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, I'll um, watch that shit over any of the fucking MCU movies or any goddamn Transformers bullshit or anything like that. So we talked about that before. So. Oh yeah. yeah, I got no time for any of that stuff. I'd rather watch a rom com or just a stupid movie like Pitch Perfect over that stuff any day. Four hour fucking superhero movie. Get out of here.
3: I, listen. I'm with you, at toner for Anna Kendrick. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> so what was I saying? The Australian shows were like an appetizer. As we circle back, eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Australian shows were like an appetizer for the full crowds. But once double or nothing happened, it's like now it's a real challenge to watch stuff. You know, with eighteen people in the crowd all wearing masks who aren't allowed. To fucking be vocal at all, it's 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 rough, Rich. It's not
4: right. We've it's seen it's the other either. side now, and it's hard to go back to what we, we we've had before. It was easier, like you said, when it was just Australia, and you're like, all right, well, look, they're they're kind of their own thing, they're on their own island. But when it's in your backyard now. And you're like, dude, I can go to a wrestling show and go make noise and, and it be a full crowd. Like, I can watch wrestling shows now with full crowds. WWE is going to be in full crowds. NXT already, is, you know, or uh, AEW already in full crowds. You know, the other companies I'm sure to follow very, very shortly, too, in terms of having full crowds. It is very hard now when it's in your backyard to then go back to, yeah, the clap crowds of Japan and just be like, Oh wow. They're really clapping loud for Yoshiyashi here. It's just, it's, it's tricky. It's tough. So I was able, we'll we'll talk about dragon gate. I was able to kind of deal with it in dragon gate, but I was not able to deal with it very well in new Japan. It definitely, it, it definitely hit me like a ton of bricks in new Japan.
3: I watched new Japan. I watched the entire dragon gate, King of gate show. I watched both all Japan junior battle of glory shows. I got up early today, way earlier than a, than a JL is accustomed to getting up that i mean basically crack of dawn i was up getting all this stuff in <laughs>
4: i think it was 8 a.m wasn't it
3: <laughs> yeah i got up at like 9 a.m today <laughs> right. crazy like before double digits dude like 9 a.m
4: real early yeah rooster still still going and <laughs> the sun just there's a
3: barely listen, creeping you know, out
4: through the horizon yeah
3: there's a rooster on a ranch across the street over here that starts crowing at like four four thirty in the morning. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you got to hear
4: that thing at night, probably right. Um, As you're watching some. You know,
3: <laughs> you know, when scuzzy... I first moved in, like whenever I have guests for the first time from New Jersey, they always notice the rooster and it wakes them up. I don't hear it anymore. But uh, when we first moved in, I heard the rooster. It's it's jarring at first, but then you you know after ten years, you get used to it. But yeah, that fucking thing starts going four four thirty. I thought they waited till the sun came up. These roosters.
4: Uh, they're a little early. Yeah, I think they they they. I think the first first bit of sun they they start going off and and going. What's up. his but
3: deal? Like, there's no point to it. I like, what's this, his?
4: I yeah, I don't exactly know why why they do that. That was um. We stayed at a last year. We stayed at a place in in uh, Colorado when we were at the Rocky Mountain National Park, and uh they said, oh. um. There's a lot of elk uh, nearby, so you might hear them uh, in the morning. But uh, it shouldn't be too bad. You should be just fine. And we're like, oh, okay, whatever. Who cares? You know, we're just kind of like, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> at three thirty a.m., these things just have you ever heard what an elk sounds like?
3: I'm sure it's a hideous. It sound. is
4: so. They scream. They just like you. You see this big giant animal, and you think that they would just make some like you know basic noise or like a grunt or whatever. They squeal and scream, and these things would fucking at three thirty. They were off, and it was just like, all right, well, I guess we're up. Like that's, and it was so close. It was in like this this area right next to our hotel, and I was just like, all right, well, they, they they weren't lying about the elk, but they certainly, uh, I'd say underselled it a little bit in terms of. They might be like you though; they don't hear the elk anymore. To them, it's not a big deal. But for somebody who lives, you know, not near elk in their backyard, it was a little a uh, little little jarring to hear them at first. So,
3: yeah, yeah, no, I'll I'll probably never be in the vicinity of an elk unless I'm at a zoo. Do they have elk at zoos? Uh, eh, yeah, I
4: suppose they could. I, I don't know that... a zoo animal yeah I'm trying to think of the zoos that I've been to have any elk I'm sure there are they're probably just you probably just don't remember seeing them you know they're not really like
3: pretty nondescript yeah they're not
4: they're not, well, not they're not good zoo animals you know what I mean Like elk are really yeah. cool and when you're up to them they're like they're when you're nearby them they're really like they're huge wait
3: they're, a minute well hold on went up to them are you
4: crazy no 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 I'm not like next to it I'm saying when you're near there's fences and stuff so you can get kind of near them and, and stuff like that I just mean they're cool in the wild but they're not like when you're at a zoo you're not going to get excited about this I mean, the, the, when you're at the zoo, you're there for the heavy hitters. You know what I mean? You're there for the tigers and the lions. And, and you know, if you got dolphins, you're in there. I mean, you're in for that stuff. You're not in for, like, you know, here's this animal that's just readily available, like, in, in many places throughout this country. Like, that doesn't that doesn't get you going.
3: Yeah, I, I thought, uh, you know, I, I'm like, what are you, Steve Irwin over here? Like, going <laughs> I am
4: up to not. Eric no, I, I'm. No, and that is, a, that is a, by the way, that is a national park thing as well. They, they constantly remind people do not go up to animals. And they do this... You know, they did it a ton. Uh, any place you go that there's bears. We talked about the bears a few you know weeks ago on the show, or maybe last week. The other problem, too, is bison. People decide, I'm going to get very close to a bison. And there are... I'm not kidding. Anywhere where there are bison, there are a thousand signs that say, you should be a football field away from a bison. Because they look docile, and they're huge, but they can run... You know, they're like 90 miles per hour if they want to start running. And oh yeah, they have giant horns, and they'll fucking gore you. That does... I mean, it... It never fails. And any you see a bison on the road, there's somebody that stops, gets out, and, and they're like 20 feet away from it trying to get a good picture on their phone. And you're like, you idiots. Like, what are you doing? And then eventually a ranger has to come up and, like, blare, you know, a horn and just say, like, uh, you know that thing could turn around and kill you in, like, two seconds. And, and it happens a lot. It happens very often. Like, we, we, we went to Yellowstone last year, and I think a week after we went to Yellowstone, someone got Gordon killed by a bison because they were like, Going up next to it and trying to touch it, and it's like, don't, don't do that. What are you doing? Who? Why? These idiots. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And it's also like you can't even say, "Well, I didn't know." Like there's literally every step you take, they're like, "Don't go near the bison." Don't go near the bison. Don't go near the bison. This person still decides, you know what? I'm gonna get very close to this bison and touch it on the butt, and then it turns around and it fucking gores him and kills him. So, uh, which they honestly deserve, if we're being honest. So. These
3: people think they're bear grills or whatever that guy's name is. Who's the guy who lives out in the? Uh, uh,
4: yeah, yeah, uh, bear grills, yeah.
3: Jeez, No, I had nothing to do with it. You know, I'll stick with the uh, David Attenborough specials on Netflix. I'm not going near these animals. I'll <laughs> yeah, just... The
4: zoo. The zoo. You're, you're a zoo guy, right? You like the zoo.
3: Oh, yeah. I love the zoo. I'll go to the zoo. Yeah. Big fan of the zoo. What's your, what's see, your, your favorite thing. zoo animal? Um,
4: Don't say something stupid. Either. Let's, let's get a deep cut here. Let's get a deep cut zoo animal.
3: I didn't know I was going to be judged for my favorite zoo. Yeah, animal. I mean, it's, now, I just don't want, you know, you know something. Now something. I'm embarrassed to answer. No, like, I'm now, I'm, now I'm shy about it like because <laughs> I feel like when that, now you're going to be like, ah, that's a chalk animal. And I'm like, well, right, right, I just. Right. You're like,
4: I like the know, gazelles. So you're like, you idiot. It
3: made me feel very sheepish about my, my animal choice here. So I don't know if I want to tell you. You know, David Attenborough is 95 years old. That is he really? That motherfucker is still narrating those Netflix specials, which. I'll be honest, the only reason I watch them is because they're in 4K, so I want to get use out of my 4K TV. So, you, you know, you're like, oh, I want to watch something in 4K just because I bought this fucking 4K TV. Oh, Our Planet. Okay, I'll put Our Planet on.
4: They're, good. they're good. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't have a – unfortunately, I don't have a, a 4K TV. I'm not Mr. Moneybags over there, but uh, <laughs> they're readily affordable. <laughs> I just don't need it. But uh, I, I watch a lot of the Our Planets, like, fall asleep at night. They're great, yeah. like, relaxation stuff where it's just like – the Majestic Gazelle, and they're just like running, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool, like, you know, as a drone shot, over, you know, 10,000 gazelles running, an hour, and you're like, yeah, oh, that's, that's cool, and then you fall asleep within, like, 10 minutes, no fail. Like, if you're ever hyped up, or can't fall asleep, I, I use it a lot for post-flagship uh, uh, shows trying to fall asleep, because that, that's tough, like, people don't realize you get in the zone here, with this flagship, you can't, you can't get up for eight, three hours and then crash right away, and go to sleep, no, like, that just doesn't uh, happen. I'm all you jacked
3: up, I listen yeah. back, yeah.
4: Well, that's insane, Absolutely. but no, I have to, you know, I have to calm down a little bit cause I need to get to sleep at, at, at a reasonable time. And our planet does a really good job of that. So he's got a good voice. The, the footage is always, you know, good and it, it really, really good footage. It looks great on any TV that you have. It's just, yeah, it's nice calming stuff. So.
3: I have a, I have a major complaint though with those Netflix nature specials and really all nature specials these days, they never show the animals killing each other. Like when I was a kid, You'd watch a nature special on, like, a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, and they'd show, like, you know, a cheetah going after a gazelle or something, and it would catch it, and then it would rip it apart its flesh, and it would eat it, and you'd see all that. They never – do you notice they never – Show that anymore? Like I the, do, the, yeah, I, I the do. The hunts are always unsuccessful, right? Because
4: because I watch a lot of them, and what will happen is the nurse will be next to me, and she's like, "Oh no," because it's like a cute animal that's getting hunt hunted by a, a very aggressive animal. Oh
3: no, worries, they're never going to get. I,
4: it. And I always tell her, I'm like, "Don't worry, like it's not going to get him. Like there's no way, like the, the you know that thing is going to get away. The meerkat is going to get away. Do not worry." And she's like, yeah. "Oh, all right." and Then you know the cheetah's running after the meerkat, running after it, running after, it, running after it, and she's like, "Oh, I don't want to watch." And then it's like, "Ah, oh, the meerkat escapes again." <laughs> just like oh yeah it's like this this young cheetah should wait for the next hunt it's like you know as it licks its lips and then walks away in the other direction in the meerkat you know in the hole
3: (laughs) yeah and attenborough has to rub it in the puma will have to wait
4: another day day
3: for a possible (laughs) meal and it's like no i wanted to see the meal now like that's why i'm watching this i'm like could you show us the footage from tomorrow then when when the puma does get the meal, because that's what that's the only reason I'm fucking watching this thing. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Like, I don't know what the, where the change occurred, where they feel like they can't show that anymore. About the only thing they'll show is like when a fish eats another fish, they'll show you that.
4: Yeah. Or like, like they'll, they'll show like otters eating fish. Like they have no problem with that. Fish, fish murder yeah. is, is fine. They don't care. They
3: will that. show you the fish. And you, the other thing they'll show you bugs getting eaten all day long too. the bugs attacking each other or or like a frog eating a bug or like a bug eating another bug but you never get the good kills. No, no you mammal know,
4: like on the, mammal violence. No ever,
3: mammal yeah. on mammal. Yeah, you don't get the mammal on mammal. And uh, I don't really understand that. Like it's it's I mean if you don't want to watch I un- I understand that people don't want to see that. I get it. But at the same time like it's just nature. Like that's the point. That's why we're watching this thing to see how shit works. Cycle of life, all that. Um I I I I, I wonder what point we reached where they where they felt like that wasn't uh, I don't know uh, appropriate anymore. It doesn't. I, I don't know. Right. I mean, like what year?
4: It, what year did they decide, or what what version of our planet did they decide? Okay, we we got to stop. We we can't have you know can't have the animals getting destroyed destroyed and eaten alive uh, here. So we got to we got to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't need like you know rural Canadians clubbing seals. Like I don't need to see that, but. You know, I, but you know, if you want to show me a fucking tiger getting a hold of a fucking zebra or something, I'll check that out. You know, I think that's interesting. Um, But I don't know. Um, Somehow Australian crowds brought us here. (laughs)
4: Somehow it got us there. Well, it is is a land of many, uh, many, many animals and very scary animals as well. But uh, yeah, we have plenty of stuff uh, to get to today. Quick note, Joe, your mic is a little scratchy
3: right now. Just, Just pointing it out. Uh you know what? All right. Let me see what I can. Do yeah, I didn't
4: there. wanna yeah, didn't wanna didn't want blow your spot up, but uh anyway, as as Joe's kind of fixing his stuff there, uh, I do wanna let you know we are talking about many different things. Uh today we're gonna get into NWA's When Our Shadows Fall, coming up this weekend on Fight TV for uh 1999. We'll talk about if it's worth uh the money, the entire card, which we finally do have. Uh, despite a uh, no matches, <laughs> all but one match, or only one match being announced on the Go Home show, but we'll talk about the entire uh, card there. Uh, Dragon Gate's King of Gate Finals was this morning, so we'll talk about the King of Gate Finals. Joe watched the entire show. Uh, I watched the major matches uh, on that uh, as well. Uh, New Japan, uh, the Road to Dominion shows. We've had uh, two Road to Dominion shows. We'll talk about the main events for both of those big title matches uh on, on both of those my goodness <laughs> there we go uh and then uh dominion the card coming up for uh, dominion uh this weekend as well so it's some some news and notes about dominion as well it's supposed to be on 6-6 it's obviously going to be taking place uh day after instead on june 7th so we'll talk about that uh and then we'll get to these WWE cuts and some uh, rumors and, and and speculation about WWE being put up for sale and what you know joe and i both think of those rumors or those kind of discussions going on so joe how are you looking there mike wise
0: <laughs> I guess that's my answer. <laughs> Not great. Okay, I don't know. We'll wait. We'll wait and see what Joe does. So, hey, how's it going, guys?
4: Impromptu Q&A. Hey, someone in the chat room, ask me a Q- uh, question, and I'll answer it for you right now. If you're in the dope chat room right now, first question that comes out, I will answer it. But go ahead as, we, as Joe desperately, desperately tries to fix his microphone here so we can get it there. But, uh... He makes ungodly noises. So I am going to mute Joe right now. We kind of get him. Okay. All right.
0: There we go. Joe is muted for right now. Anyway, question out to the Nodo chat room. First first
4: one to get a question in. Uh, Matthew, will we get a run in? Ah. Maybe in about 35 minutes, because the nurse is not here right now. She is working. Uh, not right now. All right. Well, you guys, you guys are asking really real questions here. Okay. Richard, this is a good one. Richard Carlson, did you get any weed while in Colorado? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, got it in Denver. There you go. Uh, all right. Joe, are you back? You are back. All right. Sound good. Yes. God, I want to answer any of these questions anyway. Good. All right.
3: Those were awful questions. Like real
4: questions. Like, hey, where do you think
3: (laughs) that was? That was so bad. You probably have to edit all of that out. It was terrible.
4: I thought. I thought it would be a little bit better than that.
3: Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just the straight up dope chat room. I mean, it was pretty awful. do
4: thought we get some Uh, fun, juicy stuff? It's like, hey, who's going in the NBA finals? (laughs) Do you really want me to answer that? Like, who cares? Anyway, what do I got for the NBA finals? Uh, Bucks. Fuck's Clippers, let's go with that. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, All right, (laughs) Joe, you ready to get into these WWE cuts? Let's do it. All right, so we had some more unfortunate budget cuts. This uh, billion-dollar company had some more budget cuts. We'll talk about that in a minute because there's this speculation about WWE being for sale. Uh, You, me, and Brandon Thurston are the only people in the universe that don't think that's true, but we'll touch on that in a little bit. I think we'll we'll lead into that in a bit. But what I do want to talk about right now is the people that were cut, the names, uh, and give some speculation about where we think they might end up. Uh, what their runs in WWE were like, what's next for them, all that sort of stuff. So I will run down a list and we'll, we'll react uh, to all these guys and, and and girls and think about and, and, and talk about what they're going to do and what's next for them. So I'll start out right at the top with Braun Strowman. And by the way, I should note as well, patreon.com slash voice wrestling, uh, $10 tier. You have a great write-up that basically does this. Talks about ev- every one of these people, you know, what, where that you think they're going to end up, where you think you know their careers went, and some uh, some pretty good analysis about each and every one of those. So I hate to double up on on, on that, but uh, if you do want to read it, it is on a ten dollars tier. Uh, but now I can give my thoughts a little bit, and you can kind of uh, expand your thoughts or update your thoughts too, because somebody may have been updated over the last 20, uh, 24 hours, and I, I tend to think I, I know who that person is. We'll we'll get to him at the end, but uh, let's start off first with Braun Strowman, who uh, kind of the shock of all these releases, I would say. Uh, a guy that felt like a WWE lifer, a guy that felt like he'd be there for a long time, uh, a graduate of the Performance Center, arguably one of the best men, uh, you know, from from, you know, built up from the Performance Center, brought in, developed and then released to the wild and released to the main roster. I mean, of, of the guy of the men on the roster, he is probably at the top of the list of, of, of projects like real Performance Center projects. Like the reason you spend all this money on this Performance Center is for people like a Strowman and to get him to that level and get him to the main roster. Uh, And it pretty much worked out, but similar to what something that you and I have have said for years about Braun Strowman is, he is one of and 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 correct me if I'll kind of get your thoughts on this as well, but he to me is maybe the best example of that star making machine being broken. That that what WWE used to be able to do and what they did for thirty years, kind of. Died with Braun Strowman in a lot of ways because there's just no reason this guy shouldn't have been a star. He looked the way that they wanted him to look. He was a you know, performance center guy, like we said. He had a, a really, really good look uh, as well, like a really projectable look. He was decent enough in the ring. You could do enough with him that you needed to. Like He felt like the perfect package. He felt like everything you would want in that company. Now, if I'm booking, if Rich Grace is booking a promotion... And, you know, is Braun Strowman at the top of my list? I, I don't think so. He's like, you know, I, I probably not. But for that company, what that company always used to do and what that company, you know, purports to do and develop stars and that sort of stuff, he is one of the best guys. Like, he he, he is everything you would want in it. And they largely just never really went anywhere with him. And you talked about all the time. Like, if you were booking Braun Strowman, you would know every single Braun Strowman loss ever. You would say, oh, well, he lost to this guy and this guy. And that's it. He's lost twice all time, you know, to these top, top tier, tier guys or whatever. And at a certain point, they just decided that Braun Strowman could win and lose at will, and it didn't matter, and then occasionally he would just lift an ambulance or something, or he'd have some supernatural powers, and once that started happening, once he became just a guy on the roster that could lose, and then when he became just another guy that can do farcical things and it doesn't matter week to week or whatever, he just became another guy, you know, just another blip in the radar, just another part of the blob or whatever, and it's just, it's, it's unfathomable that this guy would be in the blob and that we'd come to this point as well, where he's so much in the blob that they can just say, you know what, Hey, we're paying you X amount of dollars, which is pretty, pretty hefty money. I think it's a million dollars or something that he was getting paid. And they look at it and go, well, we're not getting a return on investment in that you're done. And it's nuts. Like I, I just, I, he is a guy that I just don't understand how that company couldn't do something with this guy. And it makes me wonder and, and, and maybe finally decide that this, 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 this company, they're just, the machine is broken. If you can't make Braun Strowman into a guy in this company, that machine's broken.
3: Well, they had a window with Braun Strowman, and we talked about it at the time when they had that window. When they were pushing him as a monster, um, no pun intended because of his dopey nickname, but you know, he was just winning matches and doing those silly feats of strength, and he was getting over the old-fashioned way by beating people and looking impressive and being treated Like, uh, he was unstoppable and being treated like a star, and he started to get over. But the timing was all wrong, because they were in the middle of, you know, one of their endless attempts to get Roman Reigns over as a big baby face when Braun got over, and they weren't going to let Braun get in the way of that. So they had to snuff that out. And we've seen them do that sort of thing with other people over the years, and it makes no fucking sense. If somebody starts to get over, go with it. And we were screaming at the time. They could go with this and make this guy. But because they had their long-term plan with Roman, and I don't even remember in particular what feud it was for Roman or what they were building to, um, they, they, they snuffed it out. And they never got it back with, with Braun. And a lot of that was the way they booked them moving forward. Like you kind of alluded to, they just booked them like a guy. It's like, I don't even know why they bother recruiting and calling up and pushing these giants anymore because they'll treat them like giants for a little while. And then eventually they just become another guy on the roster who happens to be big.
4: Right. Almost is probably almost already there. You know, for lack of a better term, like he's pretty close already to just being a guy on the roster, which is nuts. I mean, that that and we always say it, it's like it's so nuts that this company that was so good at booking giants, so good for so many years at booking big guys, and 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 this dates back all the way to 1999. It dates back all the way to the Big Show when Vince McMahon was so confident that oh my god, WCW has no idea what they're doing with this guy. If I had a chance to get him, and then within two weeks he's losing and he's just turning and he's just a guy. Like they made him just a guy immediately, and they could you know they 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 would they would polish him up. Off every so often and turn him into a giant or whatever but it was always short term it was always a couple months and then he was right back to being a dude just being a guy on the roster and it's unfathomable that this company that was so good and so predicated on building monsters like this and and doing such a good job of doing it just doesn't know how to do it anymore just completely lost the idea of how to how to handle it and this guy i mean he could go to an extent like he wasn't a horrendous this is a giant gonzalez you know what i mean this isn't you know these any guys like almost is I, I like almost like almost is a pretty fun wrestler but I don't know that almost can, can really work. Like, I think they can try to hide it and masquerade it, uh, you know, enough to make him, you know, a decent guy or whatever, but like, you know, Braun for all of his warts and and stuff, he could, he could go pretty well. I mean, he wasn't that bad. And so it felt like, all right, well, here's this giant monster that looks like a million bucks, you know, has a, 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 you know, a great voice, like a wrestling voice, like can cut wrestling promos and all that sort of stuff. And they just never, yeah, it just never kind of got there with him. And, and it's, it's, it's wild, and it got to the point where yeah, he's making a million dollars, and they have to look and go, eh, you're not worth it." And we'll we'll talk about that well, here in a bit. We'll talk about that in a bit. Get but there yeah.
3: with him, but they did get there with him, but they didn't want it. They didn't, they didn't want him. to get there with him. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that, they that, so that, yeah. they 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 and then they just booked him like another guy. They booked him like they booked Big Show for 15 years.
4: Well, and, and we Big we Joe. made that we made that direct comparison because if you remember when Braun was getting hot, it was right before WrestleMania, and like every single year you know the main babyface they, fuck they did it last year or whatever before he got released but like the babyface always has to get through the monster to get to wrestlemania that's just a Vince McMahon thing he has done for years and years and years and then we were screaming hey guys i know you're excited about braun but like wrestlemania is coming up he is only there to lose to roman to get roman up to the next level and it's right. exactly what happened and we said hey just so you know, the train, I mean, you would make those train noises, actually, ironically, even though Braun would be the guy who would eventually, you know, get the train noises attached to him. But, like, you would make those Roman noises, the Roman train yeah, the noises. the range train. Yeah, Can't the range train. Rain like, train. Like, it's train. going. Like, yeah. you're going to, you can always, you can try, but you're not going to. And he and maybe is the biggest victim of that, that they had it. They had something there, but they just, they, they, they couldn't adjust. They couldn't move. And, and the plans were what they were. They were. So the range train came and, and, and just fucking ran him over. And, and then he, you know, became just the dude that sometimes puts people through barricades. And now he's gone.
3: Yeah, I mean they had to do the same thing with Daniel Bryan a few years earlier, but the fans just willed that one, and and forced their hand with it. And they didn't do that with Braun. When when they when they snuffed out Braun, the fans gave up on Braun, and then that was it. And then it was just he was terribly booked from that point forward. I mean, he teamed with a little kid, which was you know completely absurd. That's something you do at r truth. You know what I mean? If you're gonna, if you if you must do that, that, was that WrestleMania
4: all, too. That was like months after he was hot, right?
3: I don't know if it was that year I think or the year it was. after. But I'm pretty it was, sure it's hard, yeah. it's hard
4: to match up the Roman <laughs> destroys everybody on the way to WrestleMania years.
3: If you must do that kind of nonsense, you do it with our truth. You don't do it with a guy who looks like that, who, who could be a huge star for you. It's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's boring picking on their booking because it's so bad. You know, it, it, it's boring at this point. But yeah, he's a guy they totally screwed up. Uh, they had something handed to them, but they didn't want it. You know, it, it's it's and not they about- built
4: it too. I think that's the other thing that's just infuriating is they built this guy. This is why guys like Braun Strowman are why you build this performance center. Guys like Braun Strowman are why you invest all this money into. It. You, you know, that's why you spend millions of dollars every single year and you bring in three hundred different people and all that sort of stuff is to you know get a gem like this to get a guy like a Braun Strowman out of it is is why you invest in it and it's why the performance center exists. And it just, you know, it, they, they, they did not not like this. That's not the way. That's not how we wanted it. We didn't want this guy. And it's just like, it's it's
3: the wrong time.
4: It's the wrong time. Like, yeah, it's wild. It's like the, 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 the time is whenever the time is. You know what I mean? There's not a right or wrong time. Sometimes you just got to yeah. go
3: with it. I mean, you know, you, you want to manipulate it to some extent. But sometimes something happens and you just have to go with it. But they, they're they so rigid in it's got to be who we pick, when we pick them, the way that we want it to happen. And there's just no room for anything else unless the fans absolutely force the hand like they did with Daniel Bryan that one year, like they did with Kofi Kingston where you really just don't have a choice. Um, But yeah, they, 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 they blew it with Braun. And, and after that, he just wasn't booked well enough. And honestly, I don't even think it would have mattered. I mean, even if they would have tried with Braun again, I think the fans just, you know, sometimes that's how wrestling is. Like if you have a window and if you miss it, it's gone.
4: Yeah. Oh, the, and, yeah. The wrestling world is littered with guys uh, over the yeah. course of the years that it, it, it was, oh, this guy had a, a hot run and he was the guy. And then they missed the window and it was just over for him. So,
3: right. And I think that's what happened with Braun. Mm-hmm. And he had the big contract. He was making it. Look, here's the thing you know, from a budget cutting perspective, if you want to look at it from that point of view, if you really feel like this guy is never going to be a top guy and you feel like you're not going to get a return on your investment, you can pay 20 performance center trainees, what you're paying one Braun Strowman. So from that perspective, it makes sense to cut a guy like that. If you're going to be in the business of cutting budget, that's one of the first guys naturally that's going to go. I mean, cause you could pay 20 people, $50,000 a year and spend that million dollars, or you could pay one Braun, Braun Strowman a million dollars, a guy that probably is, you know, you missed the boat on. So um, you know, to make a sports comparison, he's just—he's the overpriced veteran that, you know, when a team, uh, you know, decides that they're in, uh, uh you know, payroll slashing mode, that's the kind of guy that goes. Uh, it's just—it's an indictment of their entire system that, uh, it got to that point. You know, and and because he should be a, a major star right now, and as far as what happens with him moving forward. I mean he's the kind of guy who can who might never wrestle again. I mean because you know, he's a system guy and he's already said derogatory things about indie wrestlers in the past. He has already been quoted as saying things like you know, when when WWE is done with me, I'm hanging up my boots, that'll be the end of my wrestling career because he probably views this as the pinnacle of the business and anything else being a step backwards. So he might be the kind of guy with that sort of mindset. He might not even answer the phone if another promotion calls. Yeah. If Tony Khan calls him, he might just be like, "Well, you're not. You're not Vince McMahon. You're not the WWE. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not interested in that." I could totally see him absolutely being the kind of guy with that mindset. But you know, or you know, if if if, if he sees that there is still big money to be made in wrestling. Maybe he will answer the phone for someone else. I mean, in another era, Japan would be all over him. I mean, oh that's my God. like, yeah. You know, it, it, just, you know, right now with COVID, forget it. Japan's in just in complete disarray. There's no, there's no way anyone could afford to bring him in, number one, because he's not even gonna, he's not gonna get out of his bed for less. Than, I mean, the guy was making over a million dollars a year. So you're not gonna get him. Yeah,
4: he's not doing your much, indie show for $800, for 500 like,
3: bucks a night. I mean, <laughs> right. That's not happening. Yeah. I, you know, um, so his options are pretty limited to the U.S. And, I, you, know, I, you know, I don't know, Ring of Honor or AEW wants to make a call. You know, um, it, it, there's money to be made out there. It's just a matter of, you know, he could be the kind of guy who might just disappear and go play softball with his dad. Uh, if people don't know, his father is like a professional softball legend. Um, you know, and Braun has a softball background. You know, the, you know, this pro softball circuit where all they do is, you know, crush home runs. Uh, you know, for for six innings, um, it's it's actually a pretty ridiculous sport. It's all like three hundred pound dudes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: yeah, they they play. They there's
3: crush home runs.
4: Yeah, so yeah. they have. They I, I there's not a twelve inch because I, I obviously I'm in Chicago, so we play a lot of uh sixteen inch softball, the softer like yeah. sixteen inch softball, and there's the world championships of sixteen inch softball. Uh, are in the the town that I work in actually, so it's coming up pretty soon actually. I, I, I think, and I always I always slide over there on my lunch hours on the week that they're playing or whatever. And even that with sixteen inch, it's everybody. They're all yeah, they're all three hundred pounds, and they just fucking they they just kill these balls. And these are sixteen inch soft soft balls, and they still put them onto the fucking highway that's behind this this field. It's just absolutely it doesn't even yeah.
3: resemble baseball. No, it's
4: it's, <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah, it's it's you know, and I've I've played in leagues with guys that are like not they're not to this level, but they're guys that can pretty much hit a home run every single time. And what the strategy is with that is, is you can only get X amount of home runs in a game. Right. And the then the strategy is, and th- and this would happen all the time, not with me. I wasn't hitting home runs out there. They actually liked me. But there'd be, you know, there'd be seven guys on this team that would hit home runs. Well, what would happen is some guy would, you know, a pitch would come and he'd swing, and then you hear him go, fuck. And he'd throw his bat down and it would leave the fence. But it was a solo home run. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? Right. Like, and they would chew right. him out and they'd be like, come on, man, get your head in the game. Like, let's go. And yeah. you're, I'm like, oh, all right, good hit, man. And it's like, no, you only hit home runs if it's bases loaded. You only hit home runs if it's. And I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah,
3: go. the idea is to get people on base and then. Right. So
4: if you're if if the bases are empty, you're supposed to swing down and not try to hit a home run. Yeah, you hear you're these guys, a
3: home run. right? So these yeah. guys
4: would swing and just hit it like fucking 450 feet, and then they'd slam their bat down and they would kick the dirt. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, like it's so weird. It's a very odd world. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was never in that sport. world. I'd slap a double to the right side. And get to, you know what I mean? They liked me because I was never a threat to hit any home runs. So
3: yeah, it's a bizarre sport when, at that when it gets to the highest level. So you know, he might go do that. You know, he's obviously has money. Um, you know, so he, 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 it's very weird to predict if I'm Tony Khan, of course I pick up the phone. You'd be Got insane. It. Yeah. Not you're
4: you're irresponsible. Any wrestling promoter that does not at least kick the tires on Braun Strowman is, is, is bad at their job.
3: Just look at the guy. I mean, look at him, you know, I, I don't know what is, you know, of course the price tag is going to matter and all those things, but, um and he may be so damaged at this point that you can't get anything out of him. I, I don't know, but
4: you got to make the call. You got to
3: to give it a shot. I mean, look at the guy. Um, he, he I mean, he's just so unique. Yeah. He's like, he's six, six, but he comes across like, he's like almost seven feet tall. Cause he's so long. Like his head is bit like, he's just a large, he's an exceedingly yeah, large human
4: fucking massive. Yeah. yeah. He's just a big boulder of a man. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, um, you know, that's Braun. It's, it's a big question mark, what happens with him. So, um, but again, I mean, when you look at it from that perspective, you can pay 20 Blake Christians what you're paying one Braun Strowman. So, you know, if if you're Nick Khan and you're looking at the books, you know, that's it's an easy one.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit when we talk about, you know, the rumors about WWE going for sale because I have some some thoughts about that as well. But, yeah, a lot of these cuts that we're going to make and a lot of the cuts that are probably going to happen over the next, you know, weeks and months or whatever are probably kind of the new leadership structure going. So we have this performance center that's churning out guys that can, you know, fill these spots and we have to pay them, you know, an eighth of what you're paying this guy. Like, why wouldn't we? You know what I mean? Like, we have a guy that looks like Braun Strowman that we could bring up right now. We have uh, there are probably a ton of monsters. There's a ton of big guys who's
3: making sixty thousand. Right,
4: we have years. you know I don't know what Almost is making, but Almost is our new monster. Cool. What is he making? One hundred thousand. Cool. Perfect. Great. He's, He's our monster. Making a
3: million five. So yeah. yeah, and and it's it's I think during the little Braun segment here is a good time actually to touch on this topic of I think what we're seeing here, I, like like you like you alluded to. I'm not convinced they're selling like everybody else. No, I'm, I'm not. not I'm not. I never have been. I'm not completely writing that off, but I'm not convinced of it. And I don't think any of these moves are indicative of a potential sale. I just think this is the new regime running it like an actual business. For right, us. right.
4: And that's, you know, we, we had that conversation a month or so ago. And we talked about Nikon coming in. We talked about those guys coming in. And I said... You know, Now, officially, this is no longer a wrestling company. It is, it is something else. It's a media company. It's whatever. And all the dope like, Vince has been saying that for 20 years. It's sports entertainment, not wrestling. And I'm like, you fucking idiots. So shut up. You know what I mean? Like, you're not. I mean, like, quite literally, this is no longer a wrestling company at all. The leadership structure does not think of this as a wrestling company. Vince McMahon, for all the bravado and all the, you know, no, we're not in the wrestling business. Like, he was in the fucking wrestling business. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's he, what he, he was. He
3: couldn't get that out of his blood. Right, he I was. wrote this in the column you you plugged already, and I, and and it's a tremendous column. Everybody should pay the ten dollars to go read it. It's Vince McMahon has been talking that talk for decades. Nick Khan is walking that walk. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Nick Khan is not treating it. N- yeah,
3: he's not treating it like a wrestling company. He's treating it like 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 a business. And. Uh, when you hear him talk, and you and and he always uh, you know, talks about we're an entertainment company. We're trying to be like Marvel. We want to be multimedia. We want to have you know, make these characters to and uh, do all these different multimedia ventures with them. And they always bring up Marvel as the comparison point. And this is not Wilson and Barrios. This is a new team. He's bringing in all of his cronies. That used to be his clients. He's bringing in all his old cronies from uh, from DAZN uh, to help him run this thing. And I don't see this as them preparing for a sale. I see it as them just finally running this like a business and not a wrestling business. Vince talked all that shit. But when you're hoarding talent, when you're hoarding up the talent to keep them away from the competitor, when you're counter-programming the competitor, and all of these things are actually counterproductive to the bottom line you're still playing pro wrestling games from 1987. Yep that's what you're doing. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we would talk and- about it every single year during the quarterly reports where I would look at the numbers and I'd say, man, why is somebody going to stand up and say, Hey, why are we spending this much money on like this and this? And, this? Yeah. and there were all things-
3: this, on all these wrestlers, you right. would always say that. Right.
4: Like, and it was wow. this glaring number that I'm looking at. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, look at the fees that they're paying for like these wrestlers. And it's clear, you know, and, and for years and years and years, you know, nobody would ask it. And, and Vince for all the bravado, he was doing the wrestling game. He, he didn't want anybody else to have any other options or anybody to go anywhere. So that, that's what it was. It was anti-competitive pro wrestling stuff that he would do. He'd counter program, he'd counter book, he'd he'd run towns. It's, you know, just the, the, every, you know, just do it on a much, much global, you know, much more global scale.
3: We're going to raid New Japan when they start getting hot. Right. We're going to counter program dynamite. Uh, just because we can. Right, we're going to hire Jim Ross
4: so that World of Sport doesn't happen. We're going to link up with Progress so that the UK doesn't grow. We're going to make yeah. NXT Japan because I don't know what's going on in Japan, but we don't want it to grow. Like you know, what I mean, it was just it was always you know yeah. anti-competitive stuff to try to stomp out the competition. And what, what to me, what's clear, and I and I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. And and, and Brandon's probably the only other person that's on this <laughs> wavelength from WrestleNomics, and I'm sure we'll talk about it this week. Is like. I just think this is a bunch of new guys in the room that just go, "Who fucking cares about those guys? Like, yeah. we're making a billion dollar, we have two billion dollar t- deals for our content, and another seven hundred thousand or whatever, the hell, or seven hundred million or whatever, whatever the, hell the USA deal is. We're so far ahead of those guys. Who gives a shit? Like, let him have right. Braun Strowman. Why? Who gives a shit? Yeah, fire this guy. He's a million dollars. Let AEW sign him. We don't care. And that's not Vince. Never talked that. Or never walked that walk. He always said he was, oh, I don't care about the competition. I care about it with sports entertainment and wrestling. and We don't do that wrestling. We, but he always ran this like a wrestling company. This yes. is not wrestling company stuff. This is guys looking at the bottom line and going, why the hell are we paying this guy a million dollars? And Vince not having a good answer. And then I'm going, fuck this guy. Get him out of here. Like We don't need this guy. We can get another giant to play the role of the giant on Raw or, or the giant on SmackDown. You know what I mean? that they, they can fill that role with another giant. Like it doesn't Braun Strowman. The value of a replacement wrestler for Braun Strowman, especially with the way that that company works and that company books, is we can just insert anybody into that spot. Who cares? Who gives a shit?
3: Yeah, yeah. No, you
4: know, I, I I don't know if it's gonna agree. work. Like it's probably. Go- I mean, hell, it's not not working right now. So I don't know. Like
3: and people say, well, why do they need to need to cut costs to begin with well they don't but (laughs) they're a fucking business that's not how business works right i
4: hate to inform you about business
3: so people will say oh well they just had record revenue and record profit last year why they they need to cut well i I don't know where you people work (laughs) where i work the goal from my bosses is to make more money than the year before every year it doesn't matter if you're if you you don't break all of your records and then say (laughs) up We did it, guys, yeah, so let all yeah. retire. No, they want you to then break those records, especially in my line of work. Oh, yeah, where- yeah.
4: No, we're going through that right now because, I mean, last yeah. year, your my line of work was so, did incredibly well because of COVID, and, and we were all like, oh, wow, I mean, this is going to be impossible. – we're never going to follow this up again. And every single week now it's a you know it's a hey, you know, we gotta get things going, we gotta get back. And it's like shh, fuck, like you know, nobody believed that like last year was gonna be it, but now it's like all right, well now we got we did that last year, we can't be okay with saying, Hey, well, COVID's over, so now we're doing half of our revenue that we did last year. Like, no, now it's like all right, fucking all hands on deck. Let's do it again, let's do it again, let's do it again. Like
3: Yeah, how do we find ways to grow over that? I mean, that's just the way it is in business. Yeah, Nick Khan's so, not
4: going, Wow, a billion dollars while well, we're good, and puts his feet up on the table and goes, Well, that's fine. Like, we've done our no, job. No, what Nick
3: like, wants to do in his first full year is beat what they did when he wasn't there and and to to put another feather in his cap that's his job so to me they're just running this like a business welcome to
4: capitalism everybody
3: (laughs) yeah i mean that's how it works i mean you, you know so i you know i just see it as and like you're saying what is one of the most where are the redundancies in this company it's the talent they have 300 people under contract and i think it was it may have been brandon or it may have been so. If it wasn't Brandon, I apologize to whoever it was. But I'm pretty sure it was Brandon. Seventy people appeared on TV last week across all of their shows, and they have 300 people under contract. It's they don't need it. So, and and you're not going to cut. You know, cutting the fifty thousand dollar people that you have stored in the in the warehouse. No, those are valuable. That's not gonna make a that's that's valuable. That's, that's exactly
4: it. learn how learn about sports. That is valuable. Yes. The minor leagues in baseball, that's valuable. The G League in basketball, that's valuable. You know, that that is hey, if we can get maximum performance from the people that we're paying sixty thousand dollars to, that we'll take that way over whatever the hell we're doing with this guy for a million dollars. Even if he's good. Even if he's good, hell, if that guy that makes sixty thousand is as good or or close to good, that's yeah. a win.
3: Yeah, the bottom third of every NFL roster is veteran minimum players and guys on rookie contracts. Because if they can get 80% of the production from a guy on a rookie deal, they're going to keep him on the roster and they're going to cut the guy that was making $3 million if they can get 80% of the production out of the guy on the rookie deal. That's just economics and that's just – you know. and now the NFL has a salary cap and all those things, so it's a little different. But uh, you could apply it here too, you know, to Strowman. Why pay Strowman 1.5 million dollars when you could pay almost whatever he's making, or whatever six foot six guy you have in the warehouse who you can call up and get moving and and pay him, you know, whatever you're paying him. So that's what you're seeing. I believe you're seeing this company being run like an actual business now because there's business people running it and not wrestling people mm-hmm. running it. And, and I think so, another,
4: another thing, too, and it's something I always screamed about is like, hey, you're paying all this amount of money for this performance center, you're getting nothing out of it. I'm very curious what the next year causes, because it might be those guys saying, hey, look, we got this performance center like we don't what are we paying Ruby Riot for? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much Ruby Riot makes. I'm just going to throw a number out. It's just pure speculation. Don't get mad at me or whatever. But let's say Ruby Riot was making one hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever, conservative, whatever. That's fine. That's probably it. We have Jade, whoever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like we're good. You
3: yeah. know what I mean? Like we don't need They've
4: what got do we a need? million. We, right. Yeah, oh, exactly. we need somebody with weird hair that's got tattoos. Cool. All right, Ruby, you're out. Because you're making $100,000 and we'll bring up, you know, $50,000, whatever yeah, the hell Priscilla Kelly is a, or whatever. And
3: yeah. believe me, she's making a lot more than $100,000.
4: Right. I just, I don't want to give a number because people you yeah, know, get weird about it and stuff. Yeah. So I, I went low just in case. But like, yeah, when, when you talk about Ruby Riot, like you can get a replacement level. And I hate to do this, but this is what they're doing in the room. I hate to tell you, this is what they're doing in the room is, all right, well, we can find a girl with tattoos and weird hair on, uh, you know, Jade, whoever, you know. Priscilla yeah. Catley, you know, they, there's many of them. There's a ton of them on that performance center. So why the hell are we paying Ruby Riot X amount of money when we can just find a woman that can play that role and, 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 and be that type of person? I mean, that that is what the realization I think is for people is going to be this. You know, that's when the shock of all shock. Oh, my God. Why are you releasing that guy and this guy and this guy and that guy? It's because they're replaceable. Everybody is. There are how many guys that you can count on one hand that are unreplaceable in this company right now?
3: I think Khan and his team went to McMahon and they said, look, we can cut money on talent. So I think we can cut X amount. And then it's up to Vince who he wants to cut. Yeah, Or, I mean,
4: or, or honestly, what they probably did is they said, hey, who are the untouchables? Like, I, I right. honestly believe it was probably the opposite. People think that, right. like, Vince gave him a list. I think what they probably did, and I'm, I'm guessing this is probably what they did, is, is gave, and said, hey, who can't we cut? And Vince put a name down, a list down, and they went, all right, cool. You know, then sort I mean, spreadsheets, like, look, sport it, by salary, and they go, all right, well.
3: At the end of the day, it's Vince's decision to A, decide to cut people and then B decide who you're going to cut. Let's let me be clear on that. It's not
4: John Laurinaitis. Are you kidding? But, That's what, but people on like, Twitter well, told me it was John Laurinaitis though.
3: Yeah. But I don't want people to think that we're saying that like Nick Khan is to make him. Oh, call no, no, to...
4: no, no, Yeah, no, no.
3: And it's not the case, but he's, de- but his job is definitely to say, here's the areas where we can cut back. And then Vince sits down with his wrestling people It says, all right, well, who are we not – who do we have no use for? And then that's when they – you know, and and who do we have no use for who's making – how do we get to X amount of dollars in total cuts here with people that we have no use for? Because we've been advised that we can trim back X amount of dollars on salaries. I mean that's how the process probably works. And then that's where they say, all right, well, we're paying this guy a million five, and we're paying this guy $800,000, and we're not using her, and we're paying her $450,000. And then that's where the decisions come in. But, um, you know, and I, and I do think that's kind of the mindset here. And if you look at this list of six people, I mean, yes, some of them, they're shocking names because, uh, again, they use a sports comparison. These this round of cuts. Usually, when WWE makes cuts, it's the end of the bench.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's the bottom of the roster. It's Matt Cardona and and uh, and and um, the get hype, stay hype guy. Uh, Mojo, uh, Mojo, Rally. and Mojo Raleigh types, and you know people like that. It's the end of the bench. It's the bottom of the roster. It's people who never get pushed. This round of cuts to make the sports comparison. This was your overpriced veterans. This was your overpriced veterans that you can live without. That in their eyes, which is why some of them look surprising and why some of them look really useful if they land in other places. So this was a different kind of uh, – this is a different uh, round of cuts than what, we're u- what we usually get out of this. And, and it's rumored that there's another one coming. I don't know anything. I haven't heard anything. But there's a rumor that this isn't it. And there might be another round coming around the corner. Maybe they just haven't decided on the next batch. You know, and, and maybe they're still – maybe these were the easy ones. Okay, here's our first six, but we got to get down another six million. So let's figure out what we're going to do. And, 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 you know, so there might be more, you know, coming around the corner. Now, remember, last time when there were cuts, they said there's more NXT cuts coming. And it did take a few weeks before they eventually did. Those rumors did eventually come to fruition. So I tend to believe the rumblings that there might be more around the corner because they just – if you're just looking this strictly as a business, they do have way too many people under contract. I mean it just –
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, and it's something it, I I screen about every single quarter when those things are nice out. It's nice to have like... people
3: on – now, look. It's, it's nice to have people on the bench that you're not – that you don't have on – but – they have like 230.
4: <laughs> right. They have 19 the bench. benches. <laughs> you know, it's, they, I they mean, have,
3: that's just excessive and, and nonsensical and a, a total waste of money. It's just anti
4: competitive. Yeah. It's just anti competitive bol- wrestling bullshit. Yeah, we
3: all know that that's what it was. But it's like if you want to have 30, 40 people in the holster that either are, you know, learning your system at the PC or you're just keeping off a TV, you know, just so you don't overexpose everybody, that's perfectly reasonable. Sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Two hundred and thirty people under contract that aren't on on TV at all. I mean, that's just crazy. It just doesn't. And, and that's what you're saying. Like, you're never going to real... sell that
4: to a business guy. A bit, you know, Jamie Horowitz right. isn't going to come in here and go, "What? What? Wait, what? We have two hundred? Like, that's like Jamie Horowitz coming to ESPN or, or FS1 and saying, "All right, well, how many on-air hosts do we have? Well, we have a hundred. Well, we have four shows. Why do we have a hundred on-air hosts? Well, uh, right. <laughs> it's like, well, no, get rid of all those guys. Like, what are we doing? Yeah." You know, yeah. think about it. Get and, out of your wrestling mind. Like, get out of the wrestling mind and think of what a normal business person and a normal sports business person, a, a real deal media you, you business person is You can almost envision the conversation. Right. Like, They're...
3: you can almost envision Nick Khan looking at a spreadsheet
4: and going, What the fuck is this? <laughs> I'd say,
3: Vince, why do we have 300 people under contract when 78 people appeared on TV last week? Right. Yeah. Well, that AEW shot, blood and guts show on, <laughs> yeah. on Turner. We got to keep people away from that blood and guts. Program on ter- and Nick Khan Probably looks at him and goes who Gives a shit we are nine Million miles ahead of them right And he's right and he's at? right and He's right he's probably Saying and then Vince is probably saying well I don't want them to to succeed And get another television con And Nick Khan's probably saying again who gives A shit what do we care if They get let's
4: worry about our next TV deal Not
0: theirs. an
3: 80 million dollar TV deal I'm Working on billion dollar deals here they're not even in he's he probably can say, Vince, you will be dead long before they matter. <laughs> right, right, So why do you care about them? It, they do not matter. That's the way a businessman is going to look at it because he's not interested in the petty pro wrestling 1980 shit. He's just worried about growing the company from where it is now and getting a two billion dollar deal next time instead of a billion dollar deal. And, you know, and 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 working those IPs and, you know, trying to do this Marvel bullshit that he's talking about. He doesn't give a fuck if Tommy End walks out on Dynamite in 90 days. He doesn't care.
4: Yeah, if at all, all out Tommy End of Nikon's not going to throw his, you know, his, his iPad against the wall and go, God damn it. <laughs>
3: they, yeah. They've I done mean, it they again. They've got Tommy End. These like, business people don't care about no. that shit. You know, so I think that's. And that's why you hire the guy, a fresh set of eyes, someone from outside the business who is, is going to uh with a with a record of success like that guy has with everything he touches, to come in and say, "You know let's do some things different here." So again, circling back again, I'm not completely writing off the possibility, but I am not nearly as sold on this idea that they are just setting up for a sale i I, I don't buy it. I just think they're making prudent business moves. yeah, the office cuts were all in departments that they're that 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 they're not even like once they sold to peacock those are the, the departments they cut from the content departments yeah the, oh yeah they don't need those people guys who were working on the network those pe- they just don't need those people anymore so i mean that's unfortunate but again that's business that's what happens i mean that happens in any business if you you, you cut a department sometimes i mean that's basically what those cuts were uh in the office and uh and and the talent cuts are I, I mean, I don't, you know, we just explained why the talent cuts are are happening. I mean, because you don't need all these people.
4: Yeah, I I think as long as Vince is alive, this company is not being sold. Like, you know, when he dies, okay, all bets are off. Once, Once Vince dies, all bets are off. And then I could definitely see it happening, but there is absolutely, absolutely no way in my mind that right now, while Vince McMahon is, is running this company, that he's going to let his life's work just get sold and packaged up to NBC or whatever. That that's just it's never ever been his mo. And even if Nick Khan says, "Hey, this is what we need to do" or "This is what I want to do," I think Vince in the room is at least going to say, "No, you know what? No, you're not doing it under my watch." I am still I still have the majority votes. I saw the majority shares. I'm still the you know the the, the top of this company. It, it it's just it's not getting sold under Vince like I maybe maybe I'm I wrong maybe I'm wrong but I cannot country. I can never yeah. ever in my mind see Vince McMahon sitting there at a fucking press conference standing nope. shoulder to shoulder with NBCU insert executive right there and go this is a great opportunity for NBC and the, you know it, it, no that's just not that's not what he's gonna do his life's work has not been to sell it in a package to NBCU now again as I said the second he dies all bets are off absolutely yeah. but right now yeah. no there's no way.
3: No, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I still think the best argument against a sale is that Vince is not, doesn't want to live to see someone else running this company. I, 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 I'm right with you. This is
4: not a guy who wakes up, doesn't sleep, wakes up at 4 a.m., does everything, doesn't delegate. You know, This guy, his literal life's work has been this company.
3: And, and why sell it? I mean, there's two sides to this coin. Like, okay, why would he sell it when it's making more money for him than ever? But then you would say, all right, well, that's when you do sell, right, at the – but in but from his perspective, like you said, this is life's work, his family's life's work. Uh, it's the you know, family this business. Goes all, it's the family yeah, this business. It goes all the way back to his grandfather and all that bullshit. OK, I, I can't see him just cashing it out and selling it. Could he be setting it up knowing that he's getting older, potentially setting it up to cash in those chips after he passes? And did he get his family's blessing uh, for that dude? But I – I'm not even sure Stephanie doesn't want to be in this business. Like, she's she's her father's daughter. You know, I, I, so I, I don't know. I just don't buy it. I don't – I can't buy into it. I can't. I, I don't see – Um, I just can't see Vince, like you're saying, being alive and not – and just – He's not the kind of guy that wants to go hang out on a beach in his twilight years.
4: No, he doesn't vacation. He doesn't do anything. I mean, he runs this company. That's what he's done every day of his entire life <laughs> since he was you know, 31 years old is, is run this company and call people at 3 a.m. with ideas. It. Yeah, he'd fucking he'd die the next what day. Would he do he
3: yeah, he... Remember the Nick Khan quote from the Colin Coward interview where he said that somebody asked Vince once, hey, where do you where do you summer? And Vince was like, what? and the guy, and the other business person was like where do you summer and Vince didn't even know what that this, meant he's like know i don't is, yeah. he's like what are you talking about and the guy's like well where do you vacation in the summer and Vince was like i don't i'm in connecticut 12 months a year i work he's not the kind of guy who wants to sell the business and go fucking hang out in, in, on an island somewhere it's just not who he is so you know even from that perspective i can't i can't see him selling But like you said, once he's dead, all bets are off. Yeah, for sure. But he he could live 10 more years. He's 75. Yeah,
4: somehow his mom is still alive, which is the greatest fun fact I've ever heard, is that his mother is still alive, which I can't even fathom how old that woman is.
3: Yeah, so even if it's like he's trying to position his family for after he's gone... Does Vince McMahon strike you as the kind of guy who fears death and thinks no, death is around God, No, God, no, because I saw
4: some people being like, well, his brother died. And he's probably like, I don't fucking care. My brother's an asshole. Like, My brother isn't like me. You know, my brother doesn't work out or my brother wasn't keep. You know, you think Vince McMahon, who has been in this fucking comp- uh, this this business, this wrestling business, fears death. How many people have died in and around him? You think Look, that his brother dying is gonna make him go, Oh god. <laughs> you know, I, I, what am I doing like, with my life? Like he doesn't care. He eats his steaks he eats his fucking steak wrap and ketchup and goes and lifts weights and gets back at it. Like
3: Like anyone that age, I'm sure he's feeling his mortality to some extent. I mean, that's just you know. But at the same time I could also see him being the kind of guy who thinks he's got twenty, twenty five. Oh 30 absolutely.
4: Yeah, he gets in the gym and does his fucking bench presses
3: and thinks, ah, yeah, you know. I'm I die anytime soon. He might think he's immortal. He's just he's crazy, too. That's the other thing. Like, you know, so I don't think he's the kind of guy who's sitting around waiting to die. No, no, no. And and even if he is, a lot of those older guys are, are afraid that when they retire that they are going to die. That's the old sportscaster thing. They're all afraid that as soon as they retire, they're going to die. Yeah, that's
4: why Bob Euchre will, will have to be literally wheeled out until the day he <laughs> dies doing Brewers games. Because, yeah, the second well, he stops doing Brewers games, he's done
3: yeah uh Dick Enberg used to say that all the time, and he literally called me <laughs> die like immediately I mean, after yeah, yeah he, I mean it, it, it's, yeah he retired and then he died, he, he ended up being right, you know, so it's like you know these guys they, they feel like work gives them a purpose, and I, and again, I don't even think he sees himself as a decrepit old man. oh, I, God, I think no. He probably, oh God no you know, he thinks he has he just you know, so I, I don't know I, I I don't buy the theory either. uh maybe the egg will be on our face and they do sell it in a year or something. And of course you always listen. I mean if someone comes at you with some but I think there's just a sentimental part of Vince where this family business it's it's going to be worth more to him than you know some incredible deal that comes to the table. But this would be the time where they would get one of those deals with all of these streaming wars and yeah, these yeah. content wars that are happening. You know, this So I understand why people have this theory. You see budget cuts you see what's happening in media right now, and it all adds up. You see an aging owner. All of these things are typically signs, right? But I do think this is a unique situation. I think it's a unique situation. You, you see this headhunter brought in to fucking this guy who specializes in these things. So there's a lot of evidence that points to this, and I, so I get why the theory is out there. And that's why I don't completely write it off, but I am not buying into it either.
4: No, and I think it's just also, like we said, it's, they're operating like a business now, and they're operating like yeah, a real company, all. not a wrestling that's company. That's how and I they, see it. Like, the roster has been, I mean, what the, the the moves that they've made over the last 10 years or whatever have all been, like, you know, just spending to be anti-competitive and just spending so that nobody else can grow and that nobody else can have any talent and nobody else can have any, and that's, you know, they're just leaning out. Like, I, I and, and people see leaning out as a sale. Well, I just think leaning out is what, like you said, what like, if somebody got to the table, a business guy got to the table and looked at a spreadsheet and goes, what the hell are we doing here? Why are you doing this? And Vince has no real good answer. And they go, i oh, no, fuck this cut $8 million. We're fine. You know?
3: Well, I mean, just look at it from a dollars and cents perspective. Okay. If the goal is to make more money than last year, they've sold all of their content and everything is under contract for at least the next three, years. Right.
4: You need years. another thing to make money with.
3: So how I should get, you can't, and we're still in COVID. You were just getting back on the road. Now, how show money is a pittance. It's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket compared to what they're making now. So that's not going to be it. So how are you going to beat the year before now? By cutting costs. That's the only way to do it. You have nothing left to sell. There's no more contracts to earn because you've already sold all of your content for the next half decade. So just look at it from a, from a, from a uh, uh, dollars and cents perspective. The only way to have uh, a profit growth at this point is to spend less money because there's there's very little ways that you can earn more money when what now that you have sold all of this content without creating more content yeah. which is the next step and they want to do it outside the ring with you know the licensing and the you know that stuff is now thinking three steps ahead which is what Nick Khan is known for in the industry, for being a guy that thinks two and three steps ahead.
4: Mm-hmm. And that's why those those new hires, and, and we won't get into them here, but like, you know, your Jamie Horowitz and a few of the other guys. Yeah, yeah they're cronies that are all, you know, going to be doing other stuff outside. They Those guys probably won't even know. They'll they'll probably never watch an episode of Raw. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. They're 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 not going to matter to Raw. They're not going to matter to the booking. They're going to be all about movies and licensing and all these other things that, that, that are well beyond the wrestling business because they're a media company now. So once and for all, they are finally there after all the years of – a bravado and bullshit, but uh anyway, that uh, that was well, that was Braun Strowman and uh, some other stuff uh, as well. Let's get into the well, other. Braun cuts. Had,
3: well, Braun had the big salary, so it made sense. Yeah. To oh, exactly. That. He's easy
4: replacement level yeah. sh- big guy. So there you go.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, and I mentioned Ruby Riot before as well. Again, you know, I like you know Ruby Riot. I like Heidi Lovelace. Like I think she'll be great on the Indies. But yeah, I mean, from a purely business standpoint, she's replaceable. She's replaceable tomorrow. Like I mean, the way that that company's booking, she's replaceable.
3: She is loved within the wrestling business. Like she's uh, very popular on the roster, very popular outside the roster. Uh, people love working with her. Um, I think she's a little overrated. I always thought she was a little overrated. I, I never thought she was as good as other people thought she was. But she's a good wrestler, and and she's not going to have any trouble finding work. She will get booked in every indie under the sun. As soon as they, as soon as they are able to, she's
4: got calls already. She's probably already lined up if she wants to,
3: she's probably fully booked for the, for the first month that she's available already. She will work every indie under the sun. Uh, I would presume that she'd have, uh, just about every, you know, your impacts and your ROHs and your NWAs are definitely going to knock on the door. AW, I could see them, uh, um, because her reputation is so good. Taking a look at her as well. I wouldn't worry about Ruby Riot at all. That might be the last time I get to say Ruby Riot. I know you
4: want to do a few Listen, more on the way out, so
3: it has two T's. So I thought it was Riot, and that you know people think I do it on purpose. When they <laughs> added the second T, I thought her name was Ruby Riot. I don't know, and then it just stuck. What do you want from me? You know, it, it, Ruby Riot, but that's it. It's back to uh, Heidi Lovelace.
4: Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry. We well, There you go, Ruby no Riot. Ruby
3: Riot. That'll be the last time.
4: Uh, Santana Garrett probably the most irrelevant of the the ones I'm recently signed. You no, know,
3: she, she's a victim of is what happens is these people get called up and then not used. And then Vince is looking at his main roster sheet and he's like, well, I don't even use that because this happened to other people.
4: Yeah, yeah. She was on the main roster. That, that's the other funny yeah. thing about her is that she was on X she, she had, you know, for so long, you know, had been around the wrestling business, especially around Florida or whatnot. I think she literally lived in like, uh, you know, where NXT is in Winter Park or whatever, and then gets signed, does a few little NXT shots. And then she's, quote unquote, moved to the main roster. and. I, maybe I I don't even remember if she got used at all, even on a match. Maybe one or two, and then put in mothballs. And then yeah, it's just an easy spreadsheet of well, we don't even use her, and we're paying her acts. Like no, easy. Let's go get her get her out of here. So
3: yeah, it, who who else did this happen to? Um, some others. It's happened to someone else who was on the main roster but never used, and then they were part of one of the last round of cuts, and. Someone made a good point. It might have been Meltzer. It's like if they were still in NXT, they'd still have a job. Because they would just be part of that giant blob of people in NXT. And they wouldn't end up getting cut when they make main roster cuts. So it's like the worst luck. You get called up. Then you don't get used. And then you get cut because you're not being used.
4: Uh, Vanessa Bourne, I believe. is That's what the Swink said on, on the chat. Is that who you were thinking of?
3: Maybe. Yeah. Vanessa Bourne. And there were, I think there was one other. But um, Santana Garrett, I mean... You know she'll get right back on that Florida indie. Yeah,
4: she'll be she's in like, NWA and she'll probably be in Ring of Honor and yeah, she she's got she'll get plenty. Of she'll get work.
3: Sure. I yeah. mean, I I don't know if now look, she has a tremendous look. Um, she's obviously you know very attractive and fit and pretty and all those things and she's a pretty decent wrestler, so she should have no trouble whatsoever. Um, you know, getting real work. Uh, yeah, the NWA's and the Ring of Honor's. Um. And, and impact. I mean, she's been in impact. Oh, yeah, 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 the yeah. relationship there. And again, I wouldn't be stunned at all. Look, AEW cannot hire everyone. They can't. But I think that there'll be interest. I I wouldn't be surprised if there's interest in every single one of these people, though. That doesn't mean they're going to hire them all. They can't hire everyone that WWE releases, and they shouldn't. But um, you know, if I'm in that room. And I'm looking at these cuts. Do I have a discussion about Santana Garrett? Of course I do. Oh Look yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. She comes to she comes to dark for sure. She definitely gets a call to dark. Yeah. And and yeah, you know it. If she's there and she's cool and she's you know people get along with her and she can get something out of her, yeah, for sure. So yeah, she'll she'll get calls everywhere. She'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Lana, what do you think of Lana C J. Perry? One
3: because now she's an interesting one. Because personally, I have no use for Lana. I I think. She's one of the worst major league wrestlers of all time. And I'm not trying to be, you know, bombastic or anything when I say that. I just honestly believe that she's one of the worst no, major terrible. league pro awful. wrestlers. She had, had no
4: instincts, no athletic ability, nothing. Yeah.
3: Terrible. Terrible at the job. Just an awful pro wrestler who really has no business in a ring. I would never employ her as a wrestler if I was running a wrestling company. You want to tell me she has, uh, there's a use for her outside the ring as a manager or. Uh, some kind of non-wrestling role. I guess I'll buy into it, but I think she's vastly overrated in that department too. I think the ravishing Russian gimmick was great. Okay, make no mistake. When Rusev was the foreign menace brute who couldn't speak English allegedly, she was a tremendous part of that act. Absolutely, and that was a and that was a great act. But I see people saying, "Oh, you bring her in and she manages Miro." Why? To me, yeah. that's a step backwards for Hiro. Like
4: yeah, then then he it's just need yeah. that anymore. Right, he's, he's not, past that. He's, he's past that.
3: He's not Rusev, the guy who can't speak English anymore. He cuts his own promos. His promos are good. He's doing fine. To me, that's not only a step backwards. It's also a very TNA move to put the act back together that was in WWE as a prelim act with a guy who you're pushing in your company. I don't like that move at all. And I would stay way the fuck away from it. And I feel like it's inevitable. Because you know Miro is going to push for it. And I feel like they, were, they did have good chemistry before. So the temptation is there and it's easy. Me, I wouldn't do it. I'd put my foot down and say, that's not a good move for us. It's a very TNA move. And it's a backwards move for what we're doing with Miro. I wouldn't do that.
4: Yeah, I would agree. Honestly, I I
0: would agree. I
3: don't see a ton of use for her. I don't. I. I mean, she had a hot act there for a while, but to me, she's been one of the least interesting things in WWE since Rusev left. I mean, yeah,
4: and we're talking a lot of years too. I mean, you got to to go back to like the peak of when that was really working and like really an interesting act is like it's like 2014, 2015. You know what I mean? Like. That's a long time ago and there's been so much crap done with her uh, since then with the you know the, the, the breakup and the lesbian angle and the uh, Bobby Lashley thing and then the wrestling and the crying and the getting through put through tables every single week type stuff like I just don't yeah I don't know that I see that much value either so I'm with you like you and, know
3: and, she, and here's the other thing. she's a millionaire so she's not gonna come cheap.
4: Yeah, so I if mean, I, honestly, if, if Mira wants to bring her along, she can come backstage all the time. But I'm not putting her on my TV. I'm not paying her. What,
3: what's the return on investment? Right. She's you going to have to pay her. Little to nothing. And what, are you, and what are you getting out of her? I, like, what does she bring to the table? And there's people who love her and are like, oh, you got to bring her. There's people in our mentions saying, oh, well, she's above wrestling. She's going to go to Hollywood.
4: <laughs> and do had, what? She's had 10 years to be in Hollywood. What, what has stopped her over the last 10 to 15 years from being in Hollywood? You know? Yeah,
3: I mean, what, and do what exactly?
4: Have they seen? I I have they ever heard her talk or act?
3: Like she's the next Bridget Bordeaux. I mean, who? <laughs> she's Lana, right? What is she gonna do? She's gonna go on Instagram and be an influencer and make a shit ton of money. Yeah,
4: right, right. She'll be, she'll be okay. a millionaire just doing that shit. Just endorsing do you think random she's gonna
3: products. Products. star opposite Brad Pitt in some fucking movie? What do you think she's doing in Hollywood? She's an awful actress. Have you seen her in WWE? She's terrible. She's not any good. She doesn't show any like star qualities or anything she's a pretty girl with a nice body who's gonna sell fucking tummy tea on instagram and get paid a shit ton of money for it and good for her yeah not even absolutely
4: that's about. a great job a great gig to have is to take pictures of bikinis holding an energy drink and then a bunch of people buying that energy drink because you're holding it in the bikini that is that's living man that's yeah. the life
3: yeah i watch my wife put on bikinis and change and undress and i'm like you should quit the bank we should try this it'd be easier you know, It's like that's the life if you can fucking pull it. Like, oh, we had,
4: yeah, we had a long discussion, me and the nurse, because the nurse showed me that the, there's a lot of like, you know, nurse fetish, uh, like OnlyFans. And I'm like, yeah, man, I mean, like, especially yeah. during COVID, I'm like, it's yeah. a lot easier to just, you know, yeah. you know go, get in the back and, and wear your scrub. I mean, you have the scrubs anyway. It's
3: get like, risque with the scrubs, right?
4: Like, I mean, COVID you sucks. Lift them
3: you, you lift the scrubs right to the boobs, but yeah, not over. I was like, like I that don't that know. It's not the
4: bad. worst idea,
3: if we're being honest. Like, it's, you know, yeah.
4: you're, you're, you're risking. Your life every single day while you walk out there, or you can just like you know, lift a scrub top. You know, I, I don't know, like,
3: just... but but this idea that Lana is like too good for wrestling, then why has she been in wrestling for the last decade if she's too right? Good what for has
4: stopped her? What has stopped her over the last decade from, from becoming a mega Hollywood star? Yeah.
3: Yeah, they, I mean, come on! I mean, reel it in with Lana, okay?
4: <laughs> no one's been calling. That's probably why.
3: I mean, geez, she, you know, she's not the next Pam Anderson. Trust me, it's, she's she's she is what she is, and and you know, there's there's money to be made on the internet and 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 fucking Instagram and doing all that shit, and she will do that, okay? But you know, this idea she's going to just jaunt off to Hollywood now and you know, uh, you know, start making movies opposite Tom Hardy. I mean, it's not going to happen, <laughs> okay? It's fucking fantasy land. Um, I just don't want to see her in wrestling anymore because I really don't think she brings all that much to the table. I don't yeah, I don't you. find her interesting.
4: Yeah, for her, her for her outlook, I have no idea. It's probably, you know, it's probably AEW or Boston. I really, I really hope that they put the I foot
3: think down it's and inevitable. No. Unfortunately, yeah. I think it's inevitable. And maybe she'll come in and they'll put her with Miro and it'll be fucking magic and will be proved wrong. But I mean, again, what's the return on investment with that? I don't think Miro needs it. Um, and, and then the temptation is going to be to put her in the ring and she does not belong in the ring. She is Leva Bates level fucking horrendous in the ring. Like to the point where I think it's like.
4: I think Le- Leva's badder
3: probably. It's close. It's embarrassing.
4: Yeah. yeah. Like Veda She's Scott
0: the kind works, wrestler works where circles
3: you put her, on her TV. too. I think it's an embarrassment to put her on your TV. That's how bad I think she is. So that I would never do. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Who knows? I, unfortunately, I think it's inevitable. And here's the other thing that can—I I, want to bring up this point while we're talking about Lana, because what we also need to do when we talk about these things is get away from the idea that this is like should be treated like a fucking funeral. Oh my god! Please, can please we stop this, this yes. please? Let's go. Okay, first of all. A bunch of these people are like fucking millionaires. Yeah, Lana like will, will and probably Lana. make
4: more money. She now has more time to sell more things on Instagram. She's probably and okay. Without
3: giving WWE a cut.
4: Right. She can go on, like, on Twitch. <laughs> well, I th- well, Twitch had like, uh, you can't be as sexy on Twitch anymore. Uh, but I think she'll do okay. She'll be fine.
3: But what is this thing where people get cut from WWE and people get released in wrestling and everyone wants to treat it like, it's, like you have to talk in your solemn voice and You have to be careful what you say. You can't
4: even discuss it. Oh, imagine, Joe, imagine finding out that you lost your dream job and then going on Twitter and people are discussing
3: it. Yeah, well, I'm not a fucking professional athlete. (laughs) If I was making a
4: million dollars, I would probably expect that. Yeah. And it
3: isn't even about the money. This is the life they chose. They're pro athletes. And look, I'm not saying you dance on their graves. I'm not saying you celebrate when people get cut. Please understand the distinction we're making here. Okay. That's a different thing altogether. Um, I'm not saying uh, any of those things. What I'm saying is this idea that it's not appropriate to discuss it. It's not appropriate to speculate on who could be next. It's not appropriate to speculate on where they might go or whether they might even get another job again is utter nonsense. It's utter fucking nonsense. Okay. Uh, In any other sport, these things are discussed daily. Athletes are cut. People lose their jobs. NFL cut day, hundreds of of athletes lose their jobs, and 90% of them never work again in professional football. And it's discussed and it's talked about. Sports fans openly hope that certain people get cut. Oh, this fucking cornerback stinks. I hope they cut him. But in wrestling, it's this thing where we have to act like it's a funeral. And it's inappropriate to even broach the subject. And you have to tap dance around it like we're walking on eggshells. These are adults who chose to be professional athletes, who chose to be entertainers. And unfortunately, part of that is when they lose their job, and everyone will eventually, it's news. And they have to have – and they just have to deal with it. I don't know why fans have to take up for these people in this uh, way. Yeah, it it's it's so
4: bizarre. It's so much. It's it's an I'm friends with these people because I watch them on TV or I follow them on Twitter type stuff or whatever. It's just, yeah, it, it, it's wild. And also, these people made way more money than you'll ever make in your entire life in the last year. Pretty much, pretty much every single one some, of these people. Some yeah, of
0: these, yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, yeah. Lana, it, Lana it, has made
4: can. more money in the last two years than you will ever make in your entire life. Person on Twitter that's telling us we can't talk about Lana. You know, you know what I mean? Like,
3: yeah, it's it's and it again. And in the, in the reality isn't even, even about the money. I mean, this isn't in any other entertainment field, this isn't a taboo topic. Why is it a taboo topic in wrestling?
4: Right. It's a life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and, and a bunch of people saying, well, you know, it's very different than being in, in sports. So, no, it's not. It's not. There's a guy, there's the guy on basketball that gets cut at the end of the bench has two options. He can go to Europe, which is essentially going to the Indies or whatever, or he can give it up. And half of them give it up and half of them go to Europe. Like you said, uh, thousands of guys on cut day are cut in the NFL. And they all have, there's no other yeah. option for them in, 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 in pro they football. They never
3: play pro football again. Right. They're and, done. Like, they and, go
4: back to, and they go, all right, well, I guess I'm working on a car dealership.
3: And, and, now. <laughs> you know, like that's it. It's over. And nobody tells the beat writer that they can't report who's being cut. It's ridiculous, it's utterly ridiculous to suggest that. It's news. Okay. Again, it, this isn't about dancing on graves or, 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 or being happy that someone, it, it, it's a, that's not what I'm saying. Or mocking someone for being cut. That's not what I'm saying. I hope people understand what we're trying to say here. But it's like, this, there's this weird thing in wrestling where people get touchy about these cuts. Like, you know, no, this is news. And these are pro athletes. And unless Yeah, yeah. You're Sean
4: Derek, Ross Sapp has all right in the world to fucking report to these report cuts. This. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. And oh, how dare you report this? You know, it's like, who cares? Like, come on.
3: You know, unless you're Derek Jeter or Kobe Bryant or 99.9% of professional athletes, Someday, are going to be told your services aren't needed anymore and we're cutting you. It's just the way it is. It happens to Hall of Famers, it happens to everyone. It's the way it goes. Entertainment as well. People get uh, dropped off of television shows. You know, their character isn't working. They write them off. They kill them off. And it gets reported. You think Variety doesn't report that stuff?
4: Right. They're not going to report if a pilot doesn't get picked up and everyone's out of her job. Like, no, they don't. Yeah. It's,
3: it's... You don't, it's, I'm not saying you celebrate it, but it's news. And it's fair game to talk about. And it, it just drives me nuts. And I'm glad you, that you, it, it, it sucks that you had to single one person out on Twitter today, but you found one dope and you quote tweeted them and, and you made the point And I was proud of you <laughs> because it needed to be said because this, this guy's tweeting. Oh, imagine if people were talking about you. Yeah, well, you know, Rich works in a fucking cubicle. That's different. These are, these are people on TV, they're entertainers, they're celebrities. It's news. Okay, if they don't want their jobs discussed, they can go work with Rich. They can
4: go work in my His yeah my office, in and Chicago. in fact, all these people that got released, uh, they have great bodies. If they want to work at my job, they can absolutely do that. So,
3: yes, this is part of the deal, and and trust me, they understand that. Yeah, these people get abused on Twitter more than you could ever imagine. Believe me, they understand how this works. Okay, it, you know it, it, it's it's God, I, I that is something that I, I I that I almost forgot to bring up, but I guess. You know, Lana was a good opportunity to do so because she's someone who, believe me, she's not going to be cutting back on the grocery bill. Uh, just lost your <laughs> right. job. I, it, you're gonna be fine
4: there's this destitute I, it, it, nature it's yeah. like i mean they can just go get normal jobs too <laughs>
3: like you know that's this
4: oh well, there's nowhere else to work yeah well tell that to fucking football players those guys are done that's it they're never playing pro football again and they all have to now decide and it sucks and it's the risk you take and that's the th- other thing too like i nobody I, I have friends i have people that colleagues and all that sort of stuff that played minor league baseball and that is a constant thing that comes up in minor league baseball is these guys are getting paid you know very very low amounts of money and they get caught and it's like all right well you can you know go to the independence or keep trying to do it and do it and do it or you can look yourself in the mirror and go okay this is done like i can't keep doing this i need to go and just get a normal job and like it sucks like it's a terrible thing to look at but like yeah again it's not like you can't say that because a minor league player got released like a lot of times those guys it's like a a moment of like all right well that's you know i needed to look myself in the mirror and say it's over like it's fine like and these are wrestlers like there's plenty of places for all these people to go and if there's not then they get a job like any normal fucking idiot out there that gets a normal job they can go work in my cubicle like it's yeah it, it, it's wild but
0: there yeah, it
3: it's a maddening uh thing that yeah, yeah. Like, don't, oh. don't talk about them you
4: can't even imagine discussing this well I mean, i'm imagining it because it, i'm discussing it
3: it, 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 it's you amazing. know what it is i think it's again it's one of these things where like if sports fans get it and i think people who aren't sports fans kind of don't and it's and i i kind of understand but like in sports, fans root for people to get cut. Like, like could you imagine, like, in wrestling, if, if people were out there like, man, I hope they cut so-and-so, you'd get killed if you express something, but in sp- sports fans do that all the time. Like, I've had it with this fucking relief pitcher, when are they going to cut this asshole? Like, that's, people call up sports radio.
4: <laughs> and the first thing they do is, yeah, let's cut this guy, this guy, When this are we going to
3: cut this running back, he fucking stinks? like they they root they openly root for people to lose their jobs in sports. So it's just I think sports fans just come from a different culture where we talk about this all the time with injuries. We almost expect wrestlers to get injured, right? So it's like not a thing to us. It's not like we don't care. Of course there's compassion and we don't want people to get hurt, but we know we understand it's part of the deal because we see athletes get hurt every day. And and it's the same thing. I think we see athletes get cut and released and sent off the pasture every single day so it's like when wrestlers get cut it's i think sports fans just see it from a different perspective mm-hmm. because it's just a different it's just part of to me i just see it to me wwe is a team and sometimes you you know yeah. some people aren't useful to the team anymore that's all
4: yeah and i also don't think christos porzingis is my friend so i don't really give a shit if he gets traded or whatever Whereas, yeah,
3: i mean i don't i don't i'm not rooting for people to get cut necessarily but i you know it's it's it may sound cold, but it's a shoulder shrug when they do. I mean, yeah. it's just part of what it is. I mean, it's fucking. It's, and they move know, on
4: to the next thing in life. Yeah, yeah. In life fucking sucks. I mean, you know what I mean? Like life. And sucks there's and
3: not life. a. And let me tell you something, Out of This batch of cuts, there's not a single one of them that won't be working in 90 days. Uh, so, yeah, oh they, yeah, and, that, and that's I think assuming they in- assuming they want to. Right, right. If 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 they want to be in wrestling in 90 day on the 91st day, all six of these people will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of whether they want to or
4: not. Yeah, so they're not going to be in the in the breadline, I don't think, uh, anytime soon. So yeah. All right, move on to uh, last two here. Let's talk about Big Match Buddy. All I have to say about Big Match Buddy Joe is four business inquiries, secret no more. Dot at outlook.com, Eighty nine days.
3: This dude rules. Let's
4: fucking go, Big Match Buddy. I cannot wait. Cannot Ooh. wait.
3: Little uh, DJW energy here.
4: How Absolutely dumb jock w wrestling. Energy. I told you to put him on the list <laughs> yeah. when, when because yeah. I, I forget what he did. Oh no, he sent a he sent a tweet and it was like terrible capitalization. The punctuation was awful. <laughs> like yeah, there was tons of errors. And I'm like, ooh, okay, we got we got something brewing here. We got something brewing here. And then six hours ago, he blessed us with this tweet: four business inquiries colon capital S secret capital N no capital M more dot ink. he put a dot in the in the beginning of an email address yes secret no more dot ink at
3: outlook.com how do you make an outlook.com my man's got an outlook email account with a period in the address
4: i mean this is this is dumb wrestler 101
3: with a countdown clock for when he's 89 available.
4: 89 days. And that shit's going to get updated every single day. I am all in. This is the stuff that we say. When you want to th- figure out who's going who's gonna to pick up that phone, who's figuring their shit out, who's getting their bookings, you don't think Big Match Buddy has already got matches ready to go. You don't think he's got the 90-day and, and the calendar and shit ready to go. This, I, keep an eye on Big Match Buddy, man. Do not forget about him over these next 90 days. I can't wait.
3: Now he Now, look, from just a wrestling fan perspective, he's the one I'm most excited about. Because first of all, he's a, he's a big match buddy. I mean, you remember the the two hundred five live days when people were still paying attention to that show. He was having great matches every single week. Okay, um, he's a dumb jock wrestler. He's uh he's a he's a uh, uh, spot fest style of wrestler. He's a Kenny Omega clone. Clearly watches his Omega tapes. Um, the guy's just a lot of fun. He can he would be a boon to the American Indies. And don't forget this. He came from Melbourne. He could go back to Australia if he wants. What want. a huge,
4: that'd be such a huge get, too.
3: And they could use an injection, that, that MCW, because they've lost a lot of talent. Danny Cycle retired. Avery's on a break. They're losing uh, the three ROH wrestlers, Slex, Kellyanne, and Adam Brooks, presumably, are going to go back to ROH at some point when the COVID situation uh, clears a bit more, and it's getting a lot better in America, so that should probably be soon. Um, you know, they've had some other wrestlers uh, for various reasons that you know, are either leaving the company or taking a break. And he could step into MCW for a little while before he finds a permanent home where he, where he came from. I mean, that's the, that, that was the indie promotion. That was basically his home before he signed. And, you know, he could wrestle Adam Brooks again. He can wrestle Royce chambers. Who's almost like a mini buddy. Murphy like Royce chambers is like a buddy. Murphy clone. Like, he, he you know, they're very similar. Wrestlers.
4: Just saying that matchup. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Joe, I'm getting a little, uh, I listen get a little excited, getting a little. Uh, <laughs> the heart's going, the, it's just imagining nipples fucking, getting
3: hard. Get I, yeah,
4: other parts getting hard. I'm not gonna lie. Royce Chambers versus uh, Buddy Murphy, man. That sounds fucking right at my alley or whatever. Or Matt silver my, or whatever yeah, it's gonna
3: be. So. Matt Silva, yeah. I wrote in my column of all the possible matchups I could think of with the cut talent, that's my number one Buddy Murphy versus Royce Chambers in MCW in Melbourne. That would be tremendous. That'd be my number one match. For, you know, that I can make, uh, if I can make one match with a magic wand, that's the one I would make out of the people cut, you know. So he could do that, and then he's good enough to work in any promotion in the world. He could go to New Japan, he can go to AEW, he can go to Ring of Honor, and he's got the Ring of Honor connection through Adam Brooks because allegedly these guys are tight. So I could see him landing literally anywhere because he could hang anywhere, you know. And I could see any of these places being being interested in him. Do I think he's going to be a main eventer drawing big money? No. Do I think that he can be a valuable part of anybody's card and have entertaining matches? Fuck yeah! I can't wait to see where this guy ends up. I'm most excited about him, Big Match Buddy.
4: I can't wait. I'm uh, I'm I'm on his Wikipedia right now. You you want to you know the, the we were talking about dumb jock wrestler energy here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he added this part to, to his Wikipedia or who did, uh, or they grabbed it from a different source or whatever, but regardless, uh, if you go to the personal life tab on, uh, on what Buddy Murphy or Matt Silver or whatever, uh, it talks about his engagement to Alexa Bliss or whatever, but the, the important part here is, quote, he has a background that includes bungee jumping, rock climbing, and Joe, quote, swimming with great whales.
3: Oh, this guy fucking- <laughs> What a man. What? Yeah. I mean, who comes out as a hobby
4: hey what are your hobbies well, i like rock climbing okay i like bungee jumping yeah uh, and, and swimming with great whales like oh okay <laughs> like, what i like bike riding and you know gardening and swimming with great whales yeah <laughs> oh my god
3: just did, did um i could totally see him being a pwg guy they'll be oh, all over yeah, him yeah 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 for sure did davy richards burn his bridge with pwg
4: uh probably but i'm sure it's all right whatever <laughs>
3: i can't remember did, did... anymore there should be a twitter but...
4: account did davy richards burn his bridge with and then right you know, yeah yes yes joe the answer is yes for everywhere but i'm sure it's fine
3: could you imagine davy richards versus buddy murphy i can BWG? i can how great would that and be? i love it yeah the indies are back
4: baby they're back man big big match buddy I'm looking at I'm looking at the the uh, so he tweeted out that, you know, for business inquiries or whatever, and there's a bunch of promoters already emailing him It says, Hey, we sent you an email, send me an email, sent me an email. So
3: Listen, you're on the you are on the AAW payroll. Talk to Dr. Keith. Talk to uh who else is up there? Uh Danny
4: Daniels is up there.
0: Dr.
3: Daniels, yeah. Voles, all these people you triple date with. Talk to the, your AAW people and get them the book. Oh, Davey Richards. <laughs> Versus Matt Silva in Chicago. If you're guessing, you're right your, your question, eyes.
4: Joe, did Davey burn his bridges? To the AEW Yes. Does that matter? Oh, okay. No. But no, no. You know what? No. It's all good. You think they'll bring him in? Yeah, I think you got to bring Davey in again. You got, you know, he'll he'll talk the talk. Hey, you know, you know i am a changed man. Yeah That was the old me. This is the new me, and he'll how, burn how, all these bridges again. But who cares?
3: <laughs> how hard would you pop if you're sitting there in that fucking yeah. Bourbon A-roo. Street?
4: Oh,
3: no, 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 no! And fucking Davy comes out. Yeah.
4: Hell yeah.
3: I might drive to Chicago for that.
4: I know. Cozina, I'll know because Cozina's on the undercard. I'm like, wait a minute.
3: <laughs> Uh-oh. I got to get Biss on the phone. Bring Davy down here.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Give him in Texas, man. Yeah. Honestly, I've never been more tempted for us to to do our own promotion. I mean, I'm never going to do that, but now would be a great time. You know what I mean? Like, There's a lot of guys out there. Mostly so we can book Davy for his big match buddy. But
3: I'd rather everyone else.
4: Yeah, no, I'd rather everybody else just do promote it. Promote so. wrestling
3: and not yeah. me, but... Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll gladly go to the shows, man. Yeah, but Big Match Buddies got me hyped. Yeah, man. July. He's, he's right working. He's working too.
4: Warrior in uh in July. Thanks for the swing to uh, for mentioning that. Yeah, if you want to come, uh, Richards, right? Yeah, if you yeah. want to come, sleep on my couch. Warrior wrestling in July.
3: Davey, right? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
4: I mean, I would get a hotel instead of sleeping on my couch. But you know,
3: in the MLW draft, Davey Rich,
4: you <laughs> number one overall pick, right?
3: Did you see uh, today's draft picks?
4: Yeah, i saw Lee Moriarty was one of them. Um, yes, I didn't see anybody else, but. Bill Mordecai was one of them, wasn't he?
3: Aramis, Aramis. Okay.
4: A, Aramis. Yeah.
3: Uh, Savio Vega, who was already there, <laughs> excuse somehow me. Got
4: yeah, okay. Who, that's not a good value pick. Who picked him so uh, so high in the draft?
3: He's already there. Like, why would you pick him? <laughs> right. Like he's part of, like he would, Okay, he didn't wrestle last on the last set of tapings, but he was involved in the storylines with the whole Richard Holiday Caribbean title thing. Right, right. Do you yeah. say do you say Caribbean or Caribbean?
4: I think I switch all the time. You switch. I, I don't know that I've ever actually figured out which one it is.
3: I think I say Caribbean.
4: I think it, if, I, if I, I'm just thinking, I say Caribbean. Yeah. Caribbean. I'm just trying to do it as quick as possible. I would say Caribbean. Yeah.
3: Billy ocean says Caribbean, Caribbean queen. Now we're dead. You know, Caribbean queen, Billy. Ocean. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. See, but I say Caribbean. Do you think we're going to get dinged by Billy ocean for that?
4: Oh, maybe. Yeah. You're you got to chill with your acapellas, man. They're, they're, I mean, you sounded exactly like Billy Ocean there, and that's going to be unfortunate.
3: That so. was a dead-on impression of Billy Ocean. <laughs>
4: right, you kind of look like so, Billy Ocean, too. So
3: I look like Billy Ocean? No, you Ocean. don't.
4: You, you, I, I couldn't
3: I, look less like Billy <laughs> like Ocean. <laughs> Billy Ocean is a black man who's like 70 years old. Yeah. I am a pasty white guy who is not 70 years old. How do I look anything like Billy Ocean? Where'd you even come up with that? <laughs> How old is Billy Ocean? I got to look this up. I don't know. Yeah, I'd
4: say about 72 would be my guess for Billy Ocean. 72?
3: Let's see. Yes. Let's see. Might be a little older than that, actually. Yeah, maybe. He's been around, you know. He's 71. Nice job. Wow,
4: nice. There you go. Rich,
3: will you please Google Billy Ocean? I look nothing like Billy <laughs> let's Ocean.
4: Let's see. Let me, let me find it. It's out.
3: like not even fucking close. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You?
4: Okay. Well, he looks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you do not look like
0: this man. Nor did you look like him in
4: the 80s either. Okay. All right. Billy Ocean does not look like how I thought Billy Ocean would look like now.
3: Okay, like even if I were a black guy, I wouldn't look like.
4: No, him. no, no. Nobody looks, like Billy, like, yeah, Billy like, looks Billy like Billy Ocean. Yeah, Billy Ocean looks like Billy Ocean. Yeah. If
3: Billy Ocean was a white guy, he wouldn't look like me. Like there's, there's, it's not even close. He kind of looks like Morgan Freeman now.
4: Yeah, like, like a Rasta Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. If Morgan Freeman just really, really enjoyed marijuana. That's kind of what Billy Ocean looks like now. So yeah, this is and not like, what I thought Billy Ocean would look like in in, in 2021. But hey, okay, looks good. admit it.
3: You thought admit it. You thought he was a white guy.
4: No, I didn't know Billy. No, I know who Billy Ocean is. Get out of here.
3: That's why you said that I look like Billy Ocean. Get out of
4: here. You don't think I know who Billy Ocean is? Are you out of your maybe mind?
3: Maybe you thought he, I'm thinking, no, that maybe you thought Billy Ocean no. was a white guy.
4: I know who Billy. Come on. Are you kidding me? I don't, I don't you know the music Billy I Ocean listen fan. to. Come on. You know I know who fucking Billy Ocean is. Get out of here.
3: You listen to 80s pop? I don't know what you're I saying. I listen
4: what? to a ton of funk and soul and all that shit. Yeah. Fucking get out okay. of here. Okay.
3: All right. I didn't know R-B- Billy Ocean. And- was was in your Soul. fucking yeah, Pandora? What do you want to Yeah, get over get you out know? of here. I know Billy Ocean rocking on your playlist. Absolutely, how all things? the time. Well, we learn things every day. How? Why would I think that you're a Billy Ocean fan? Like, if that would be like saying, Ah, <laughs> oh, Rich, how'd you? How did you? You didn't know I was a big Steve Winwood fan? Like, why would anyone? <laughs> I
4: don't even that? know who Steve Winwood is. So
3: that's a comparable '80s pop guy. You know, like, like, I, why would I know you're a Billy Ocean fan?
4: Who's all Steve
0: Winwood? <laughs> you don't know Steve Winwood? I don't know.
3: Steve Winwood, his big hit is uh, and he sing uh, Higher Love. Or
4: <laughs> You're that... asking me? I don't know who he is. So,
3: all right, now I gotta do Steve Winwood hits.
4: Yeah, you gotta. I I, I don't know. Yeah.
3: Eve, Higher Love. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'll play it for you. Higher Love. No, so no, no
4: no, 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 no. I don't want Shock. Yeah, Shaka Khan's in that song. I know that song.
3: A higher love Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, song? yeah, of course. That's okay. Steve Winwood. Yeah,
4: all right, all right. I know it from Shaka Khan, but yeah, I didn't know the I don't know who the dork that was with her was. Okay, there you go.
3: Well it's his song. She's the featured
4: oh player. yeah, but she's better his than song. he is, so Well. That's a good song. Okay. That's a that's actually a good jam. Has he got other good stuff or what?
3: Uh, back in the high life again.
4: I have to listen. I'll listen tomorrow. I'm sure Steve you Because know Higher so Love is a good song. Steve... That's a good ass listen, song. Yeah.
3: Listen, you're ripping Steve Winwood. <laughs> I I bet you you like him. I, I you're think gonna...
4: I do. Yeah, Higher Love's a great song. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're gonna see all these songs and you're gonna be like, oh wait, I like Steve Winwood. Yeah, yeah
4: I, I might actually like accurate. Steve Winwood. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: Oh, cause um, he's, yeah, he's got a lot of soul. I'm looking at these songs. Yeah, I know a lot of these songs. Yeah, I just I guess I never knew it was him. So.
3: Well, you learned something.
4: There you man. go. Thank you. Yeah. Now I know I'm listening to it tomorrow.
3: Steve Winwood. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And now we're gonna get three different copyright uh, dings. So,
3: oh yeah, I sang Steve Winwood. Too.
4: <laughs> Steve Winwood. We're gonna get uh, Billy Ocean.
3: What about Peebo Bryson? You like a little Peebo? I, I don't many know many who that songs?
4: is. I don't know if I know who that is either. Oh,
3: listen, I bet See, you, you. I know just know don't. It. I
4: don't think I know the names of these people. It's been in the eighties when there were so many songs.
3: Rich, the over under on, Peebo, on uh, Peebo Bryson songs that you know, I would put it at ten. That's how confident I am that you know Peebo Bryson. The right, whole at... new world from the Aladdin soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, he does yeah. all those Disney songs.
4: Uh, see, I'm not a Disney guy, though.
3: Yeah, but you know the songs. I do. That's I all guess. that matters. Yeah. Like You don't have to like the movies. Like I don't expect you to be sitting there watching Princess and the Toad, but you know the, <laughs> you know the songs. Yeah, from okay. Alright. Movie you know what I mean? What did he do before that? Oh, well, he's Peebo Bryson. Oh, okay. Right. He's, you know, he's Peebo. He's cool as fuck. He might be dead. No, he's not. He's 70. He's still kicking, Pebo. Basically, if it's a Disney song and it's a male voice, it's, it's probably,
4: probably Peebo, him. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right.
3: Yeah, that's good work if you can get it, though.
4: Absolutely. Like, yeah. Elton John did that for a long. I remember then throughout the '90s, uh-huh. he was getting into that real big. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I'll write a song for the fucking movie." Yeah, it's yeah, it's easy money, man.
3: Yeah. Well, all right. Excuse me, Big Billy Ocean. I man. am a Big Billy know? Ocean guy,
4: and apparently a big no. Steve Winwood guy now too. So yeah. Yeah. All right, let's. (laughs) So that's Buddy. That's Big Match Buddy, who fucking rules and rocks and is going to be incredible. Now, last but not least, Alistair Black, aka Tommy End, who 24 hours ago, Joe, I would have said I am excited to see what the next step is for Tommy End, Alistair Black. Unfortunately, over the last 24 hours, Joe, what is this man doing?
3: Well, what he's doing, no one no one has lost more cool points with me in the last 24 hours than this guy. What a fucking nerd. He,
4: this is the biggest dork. I thought this guy was cool as fuck, and, and in 24 yeah. hours, I now think he's the biggest fucking dork I've ever heard. So this is uh, from uh, WrestleZone, uh, who, who transcribed this interview here. This is from his Twitch stream, which, by the way, he wasn't. Oh, sorry, his wife's Twitch stream, which, um, hmm, that's weird because he his wife wasn't able to have this Twitch stream. While she was employed with the company and then they uh, released her because of her uh, objections to uh, having this. But anyway, he got on his wife's uh, Twitch stream to a uh, wife, right? It's wife. Right? Yeah, it's wife. Anyway, <clears throat> quote, I think being on the main roster and all my conversations I've ever had with Vince, he was always very positive. I have a good relationship with Vince. I always told him how I felt. He always respected that about me. And he always praised me on my creativity and my abilities to have manners and respect, but still be honest with him about how I felt. You never truly knew why things don't end the way they do, but all I can tell you is that from my point of view, and the word I was given, was that Vince was always pretty high on me. I did well on television, (laughs) it's just that we could never really nail down what it is we wanted Alistair to be on the main roster, versus what he was in NXT. And where that problem lied, I don't know.
3: Mm.
4: I can tell you where it lied, Vince
3: McMahon! (laughs) I think I know where it lied. He didn't think, he wasn't high on you. He didn't think anything of you. He thought your ideas were stupid the best is he rattled off all those lists of awful ideas. Yeah, you want you
4: want to go with those? I, I have those as well. well I was going to read a, a few of these
3: awful ideas. I was going to read a
4: few more of these quotes, but uh, I was I was going to go through the, the let's go let's go to these ideas cuz this is where he yeah. really gets. So this is today he came back on Twitch again yes. his wife's Twitch stream which she wasn't able to have while she was employed by the company but then uh you know raised a stink about it and then got fired for it but yeah that's fine. Um Quote. These are the recap here. Uh, thank you to at Black X Mass underscore Fade to Black oh, for God. transcribing yeah. this with yeah. the A's being replaced by X's. In case you're wondering, for Fade okay. to Black. Yeah.
3: <laughs> sure, it's a great account.
4: <laughs> uh, the uh, I'm gonna read the uh, <clears throat> read the uh, bio here. Number one at WWE, Alistair Stan in the world. Okay, not the real Alistair Black.
3: Oh, I thought it (laughs) was...
4: Owner of Elite X E-Fed, so they're still E-Fedding, and then follow my sports blog. I'm going to follow their sports blog later.
3: We're probably burying a 13-year-old. Probably, yeah.
4: I feel pretty bad doing that, but anyway. Okay. Uh, Thank you to this 13-year-old for uh, recapping the Alistair Black stream here. So, uh, quote, there was supposed to be an entrance mask with the Alistair, quote, pirate character.
0: Hmm.
3: Sounds awful. Yeah,
4: Vincent Creative loved the vignettes that Alistair made on his own, which showed the new character.
3: Hold that thought. Loved it.
4: <laughs> loved it. Didn't air Fine. it, but loved it. <laughs> it.
3: Didn't air it and then fired me, <laughs> but loved, loved it. it.
4: Yeah. Uh, quote, this new character was supposed to be alone. After helping the Mysterios and Kevin Owens, he realized they had helped everybody, but they didn't help him.
3: Oh, I'm so bored already. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs>
4: the world was cruel. So he became cruel. <laughs> Parentheses, aka a heel.
3: <laughs> this fucking nerd. Oh my god.
4: Uh, after feuding with Kevin Owens, he was supposed to feud with the Mysterios. Holding Ray's kids hostage was a plan. After that, he would go after Buddy again. After Buddy, he wanted Seth because he made the disciple. After Seth, he wanted Bray because Bray created the Messiah. After Bray, he wanted a feud with Vince. He had a hit list and blamed everybody for what happened to him.
3: What WWE storyline ever (laughs) goes this deep? (laughs) Did he go after
4: Vince? Hey, Vince, when I'm done fighting with Buddy Murphy, uh, how about I take you out? All right, pal, sounds good. Idiot. 75-year-old Vince! After I'm done, after I'm done, after I'm done <laughs> capturing D- Dominic and Aaliyah, I'm gonna
0: feud with you.
3: He's 75! He can't he can bump! This is fucking dork. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He, 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 you just know that he pitched this <laughs> convoluted storyline where Alistair Black, who Vince probably couldn't pick out of a line. <laughs> He's probably like, what's Phil Brooks doing here? What's he doing in the building? Punk looks terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Is Punk doing meth? What's going on here? He he, he probably can't pick this guy out of a lineup. Him and Bruce Prichard are sitting
4: in the room and Alistair Black comes in. Hey, can I have a moment, guys? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, pal. Sit down.
3: Ah, so (laughs) let me get this straight. You're going to feud with Kevin and then you're going to capture (laughs) Aliyah. Kidnap Aliyah. And then you're going to you're going to feud with me. This just sounds great. I love the creativity. And then as soon as the guy leaves, they laugh at him. Or There's no chance any of this nonsense was considered for a single second.
4: Yeah, this is where they go. He's
3: going to feud with Vince. <laughs>
4: to take out every single person that wronged him, a.k.a. Everybody. a heel. <laughs>
3: Are we are we sure that that Twitter account isn't Alistair Black and this isn't his eFed that he's booking? <laughs>
4: the best part about all that is you could just imagine, you know, Vince is is at the desk, sitting there with his glasses on, you know, sipping his yeah. coffee as that, and he goes uh huh uh huh uh huh, and they go, oh, those are all good ideas, Alistair, thank you. And then Bruce Pritchard gets up from his chair, puts his hand you know on Black's shoulder, and walks him out of the room, and then closes the door behind him.
0: Yeah.
3: And Vince yeah. goes, what and the hell idea- was that? <laughs> <laughs> you
4: know. <laughs> and then they just laughed. They just yuck it up. Thinking, this dork just came into our office.
3: Excellent question, Phil. <laughs> right, right. Excellent question, Phil.
4: <sighs> he wants to use the No Man's Land song on the Indies. That's the second song that he had.
3: Uh, who would know or care? <laughs> I don't know what No Man's Land is. <laughs> who knows? Who what, like, he expects us to know what that is? I don't know.
4: Uh, Vince loves those that are creative, just not me, because he fucking fired me so.
3: No, but he, he yeah, so this is the second, okay, Vince please note. fucking loves this guy. This is the second time that he said Vince loves him or loves his ideas. Yet, <laughs> none of these ideas made it to right. TV. The
4: second Heyman lost power, he went out of TV, <laughs> never appeared for 14 months, appeared briefly, then disappeared again, then appeared and then got
3: fired. Yes. Kicked Kevin Owens in the head, then got fired. They loved him so much that they started an angle with him and fired him in the middle of it, and did none of his ideas. Which, by the way, there's like three more pages of these things.
4: Yeah, uh, he which and we uh, don't have time to do. Yeah, I'm not going to do all of them. But he and uh, and, and Zalina or Thea or whatever uh, created a new character for her to use in the future, even though you know they fired her because she raises uh, raises stink about third party rights and stuff. So, anyway, but hey, they they brought her back briefly and then they fired him. So, uh, anyway, do you think
3: there's any chance? on earth that Vince liked any of these ideas? No,
4: zero. <laughs> zero.
3: They're atrocious. He's like a one-man vigilante cutting through the roster. When does WWE even have the attention span for storylines that detailed and that long? And at the end of it, he's going to beat up Vince, who's 75 <laughs> years old and doesn't appear on camera anymore. That this was his great great creative idea. Yeah,
4: I, I like the. Uh, he also mentioned as well that he was going to get involved with the Undertaker. Here, here's, I just want to read these last ones, these last few bullet points here, because there's a bunch. He's going to make a documentary about his return to the ring, and shit, nobody cares. Anyway, he wanted to create a fucked up Babadook. The book was a child's book with sad stories. There was supposed to be actual actors playing these characters, but with COVID, they went with animations.
3: I don't. You okay? You just read like four sentences, and I don't know. what I don't know what of any of that, that means. means. The, I don't know what a single word of any of that means.
4: Those glasses he wore are his actual glasses. Xavier Wood said that he looked like what Joseph glasses? Seed, which looks like look, I don't know.
3: What is he talking about?
4: <laughs> the mask that had antlers that grew because the cult he was from worshiped nature and death.
3: He was on TV for 8 seconds. <laughs> yeah, what are since you he talking left NXT? About? I don't, what is he even saying?
4: One, one thing that was pitched by Alistair Black, that part I added in, but one thing that was pitched was Alistair Black would help The Undertaker and attack the Good Brothers.
3: What? He thinks Mark Calloway He thinks he's going to work with The Undertaker? Because The Undertaker pulled him aside one day and said, I like the way you sold. Isn't that on air too late? Yeah,
4: he says, um... <clears throat> Uh, He's grateful for The Undertaker and the talks he had with him. Calls Dominic Mysterio fantastic.
3: Yeah. Okay. The most ridiculous thing in all of this (laughs) is that he calls Dominic Mysterio fantastic. I am most offended by that. What the fuck? No one can honestly think Dominic is fantastic. You know what? I'm done burying the guy. You know why? He's clearly just kissing all the right ass. He's kissing Vince's ass. Yeah, he shows up. He's kissing the Undertaker's ass. He's kissing Mysterio's ass. This is just a guy who wants back in. It has to be. He can't be serious about any of this. He's talking about glasses and hats. No one knows what the fuck he's talking about. He wants to feud with Vince McMahon after he beats everybody else on the (laughs) roster. How delusional is this guy?
0: Oh, my God. He wants to
3: tag team with the Undertaker. (laughs) That's a good brother. This guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy, thinks,
4: that was pitched. That was pitched, Joe. Yeah, who was pitched by, he doesn't team. say, but it was pitched by somebody.
3: He wants to wrestle Vince McMahon and tag team with The Undertaker. <laughs> okay, who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah, real unique ideas there. You don't think, what did he think? Did he really think this was going to get through and they were going to, ah, excellent idea, Phil. We'll, we'll move forward with that. Yeah, I'm going to call, I'm going to call Mark. Down there in Austin, and I think he'd he'd be very interested in wrestling a tag team match against the Good Brothers at at Fastlane. It's a great idea, Phil. (laughs) We'll get right on that. I mean, who's he fooling with this?
4: Oh my God! Well, these are the first two days since he's been released, so this 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 should probably continue as well. So, um, we'll see where it goes. But uh,
3: when do we get Phil back?
4: Not a great start. Not a great start for uh, <laughs> one Tommy so, uh who is a fun wrestler, and I enjoy watching wrestling, but I, I, I need some time away from, from these quotes, so hopefully that we can... Uh...
3: Did anyone's stock drop faster than this guy's in the last 24 hours? <sighs>
4: And it, the the best part too, and and this is something you alluded to at the beginning is is then people you know replying to these tweets. Oh, it really sounds like Vince loved this guy. <laughs> like he fucking fired yeah, him. Like love he loved him so much. He said, "Hey, can we fire this guy?" And he went, "Yeah, sure." Or he literally said, "Yeah, fire that guy. Who gives a shit?" <laughs> he doesn't care. Fucking Christ. He must he yeah. really yeah. loved this guy. See, it must have been John Laurinaitis that fired. him. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Yeah, notoriously hands off. You know, caught by surprise on things that happens at his own company. Vince McMahon has no idea. That 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 Alistair Black has been taken away from him. The great Alistair Black has been taken away from him. So,
3: yeah, yeah, Vince. Yeah, it's uh. Damn it, Johnny! You know, what'd you do? <laughs> like, I wanted. I have so many
4: plans for him. I told Mark he was gonna, you know, Undertaker's training right now to get ready for their tag team matches. So,
3: it's like okay, you get fired. You don't want to think that, you know, that you were shitty at your job or your employer didn't value you. I understand it, right? Maybe he had, I don't doubt at all that he had these conversations with Vince. I don't doubt at all that Vince said, those are great ideas, Tommy. Okay, I don't doubt that. I just doubt that Vince meant it because I'm not an idiot. Because if he thought the ideas were good and he was a big fan of yours, those ideas would be on TV and you'd be employed today. He didn't like your dopey ideas. And he didn't value you. I mean, that's just the harsh reality, you know? But I understand why sometimes when these guys get released, they don't want to accept that. Because who wants to accept that, you know, it sucks when you lose your job. So you don't want to accept that somebody thought you weren't good enough right. to do
4: that. Especially when you're passionate about the stuff, which clearly he is. I mean, right. I'm mean, i not making fun of the passion. Like he was clearly a guy that thought about his character, was passionate oh, about his right. character.
3: That, listen, that's passionate. Yeah. That oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: And it sucks to like think that, Hey, I have all these ideas and they tell me they're good ideas and then they don't use any of them. And then they fire me. Like it sucks. That's a terrible thing to swallow, but yeah. you kind of have to maybe think that, geez, I thought this guy liked me, but maybe he didn't like, you had to be real. Right. You gotta be a realist here.
3: At that point, it has to sink in at some point that, okay they didn't like my ideas because they didn't use any of them. You know, I mean, and you don't want to accept, I guess that that's the guy that made the final call because you thought that you had this relationship with him that you didn't You never had, you know, the guy's been doing this for 40 years. He knows how to massage these, these egos and he knows what to say to people. To try to keep the you know the locker room happy and whatnot, and I guess it's a hard pill to swallow for these guys where they just, you know, they can't accept that they got worked by the guy. That's just really what it comes down to. You got worked. He strung you along. He told you these ideas were great. They didn't use any of them, and he fired you. So he didn't like your ideas. Yeah, you know, it's I can understand why that's a hard pill to swallow. I don't know at my job when. If my employees have great ideas, I don't then not use them and then fire the person. You know what I mean? Like if I think the ideas are good,
4: (laughs) it seems it seems basic. But yeah, we we had to argue with people a lot of people today that uh, well,
3: I do the opposite. Right?
4: Yeah. Technically, yeah. Usually, you you say that is a good idea. You you implement that idea, and then that person, you know, either continues to be employed or or moves up in the company as opposed to gets fired. So
3: yeah, and and. And if, And if I'm in a meeting with my people and one of them has a dopey idea, I might say to them, oh, you know, Stacy, that's a good idea, but <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I go with Bill's idea, because Stacy's idea stunk. And I think Stacy's smart enough to understand that I just don't want to embarrass her in front of the group, and when she goes home and bitches to her husband about me, she's probably going to say, "Ah, oh, he didn't like my fucking idea." This guy bought it, and he thought that the boss really liked his ideas. You know? Where Stacy's smart enough to understand, okay, he didn't go with my plan, he must not have really liked it. This guy's sitting home thinking, ah, any day now, I'm going to be feuding with Vince. <laughs>
4: yeah. Kinevillian and feuding with feud the undertaker. And Vince, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Wearing antlers and fucking glasses. What is he talking about? He wants to be another spooky man. Is what he wants to be. They already had a spooky man. They've got Bray. Didn't he want to go after Bray because Bray was the one who turned Seth heel and then yeah, Seth yeah.
4: He's him. he's mad that the fiend made Seth the messiah. So he he he'd go one by one. This is like this has got to be years. Dude, this has got to be years. Nobody in the
3: fucking <laughs> cares. Vince doesn't even remember any of that. <laughs> no, no. Vince doesn't he remember doesn't... what he
4: did two weeks ago. Let alone two years ago as he's building this long arcs feud that's all right well here's the hierarchy of why seth turned evil and it's like what are you doing dude
3: dude you vince doesn't remember anything before the last pay-per-view cycle and you're gonna pitch that to him could you imagine the way we're laughing at this could you imagine the 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 the, like looks that they gave each other in the room after this guy left after pitching this stuff (laughs) could you even imagine what the fuck is he talking about? These, like, tying in storylines from three years ago and doing these deep, convoluted stories that would have took half a decade to play out. Dude, you're Alistair Black. You're, like, the lowest guy on the total, but they were never doing any of that with you. It's delusional. It's crazy talk. The Undertaker? <laughs> what is this guy on? That
4: guy wrestles once a year, and he's going to dust off the boots to team with Alistair Black.
3: Because Undertaker walked past brothers. him one day and said, ah, good match, kid. And he took that to heart and was like, now I, can te- I am going to tag team with the Undertaker. It was
4: pitched, Joe. It was pitched. Yeah.
3: I'm going to team. That's it. He wants to tag team with me. We're the new brothers of destruction. I could feel it. This is my break. But first, my feud with Vince. Then we'll get to the good brothers versus <laughs> Aleister Black and the Undertaker. <laughs> This fucking guy. Uh, well, mind. as I said, this has only been yeah. twenty four
4: hours, so god only knows what's what's coming down the pike here. But um there you go. Yeah. That's the uh those are your released ones, Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Big Match Buddy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. So we did that. That
3: said, you bring the guy into AEW tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Ne- yeah. And you never let him pitch anything. <laughs> right?
4: <laughs> right. And- <laughs> you do the exact same thing where Tony's in the room and he goes, Okay, okay. Okay. That's- all right. Yeah, I like it. All right. Uh, that's good. All right. I will take all those under advisement. And then you walk them okay. out of the room and then you don't do any of it. So,
3: you know what, Stacy, <laughs> that's a great idea. But, you know, we'll, we got a lot of stories we'll right, right now. We got a lot that. of
4: things we're, we're, we're chewing on right now. But thank you for yeah. your thank you for your input.
3: Yeah, but for now, here's what I want you to do. Go out there and kick people. Right. That's what I want you to do. Go out there and throw those kicks and, um, and leave the
4: antler you know, mask at home. So
3: we'll talk about the glasses and the hat later. But for now, <laughs> I want you to go out there and throw some kicks, okay? Um, You know, maybe you know we'll call the Undertaker. You know, we'll we'll put that you know on the back burner for now. You know, just go out there and wrestle your matches. You know, that's how that's how you handle them. But yeah, I would use them. But clearly, the guy has awful, awful ideas. That much is certain.
5: At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.
1: extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now.
2: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.
4: <sighs> there we go. All right, so that is, that is it for WWE Land. Uh, let's move into New Japan here real quick, and we'll talk about New Japan and, and, and Dragon Gates uh, and NWA right here to, to close out the show. So we'll start with uh, New Japan. Uh, they have the Dominion show coming up uh, the beginning of next week. So this is not confusing at all. Dominion six six in Osaka Joe Hall is actually taking place on six seven. Uh, they had to kick the tire down a day <laughs> for to due to COVID issues, or kick the can I should say down uh, one day uh, due to COVID issues. But as far as we know, as of right now, Dominion is on for June seventh in Osaka Joe Hall. Uh, we do have the full card. Uh, it is uh, an interesting card in who's not there. It's an interesting card in that it only has five matches. Uh, it's an interesting card in the the demographics of the wrestlers that are actually going to be on the show, uh, versus the ones that are normally in New Japan. And it kind of speaks to everything that we have been talking about uh, over the last few weeks and the thing that just about anybody that listens to the show uh, understands is going on in New Japan right now. But anyway, Roshi Tanahashi, Hiroki Godo, Tomorrow Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Sho versus Evil, Yudro Takahashi, Chase Owens, Taiji Shimori, El Phantasmo, just a, a Roche Tanahashi and Chaos versus Bullet Club, and I am um, not interested, Joe, <laughs> so.
3: No, so this is a one-match show, no, you know, I mean, I, I guess we have to watch the whole thing. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it.
4: Yeah, it's five matches, so it could either go one of two ways with New Japan lately. Every match will be 40 minutes long, or uh, it'll be a, a quick in and out. Uh, I'm guessing no, that I the mean... last three matches will be like 30 minutes plus, so.
3: No, 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 no. The, the, no, it'll be quick and tidy until the main event will be like 40, 45 minutes, though. But, um, it's not going to be a super long show. They're, they're not going to go super long with the, with these undercard matches. But the main, it'll have an intermission and then the main event will be like 40, 45 minutes.
4: Uh, I got Bushi, Sonata, and Naito versus Duki, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. So this is an interesting one here. Uh, people have kind of noted a looking at New Japan booking patterns. Uh Sonata and Naito as a, as, a, as a potential tag team going for the tag team titles. Do you do you like that?
3: Yeah, that's it looks like they're doing. I mean, that's fine. It's different at least. I mean, I can't I cannot watch Dangerous Techers and God wrestle one more.
4: We'll time. talk about that do. in a in a bit. I yeah. We, we need we definitely 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 need some new blood in there and 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 Naito and Sonata is a pretty fun team to to, to get some new blood in there. So, I'm it, all for it. looked
3: it. like they were setting up it looked like they were setting up Naito versus Ishii based on their interactions in the Never match, but I mean, this is fine, too, because when you just go to do a Naito Ishi random one-off singles match, you could, but New Japan just doesn't do that.
4: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a, a, you a know, classic New Japan booking would be that, yeah, Sonata and Naito appear to be going for it, but it could just possibly be yes. they're filling out this card and then there's not. So we're we're looking into it a little bit, and we're kind of working ourselves into a shoot potentially here, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes uh, with it. Past New Japan booking would tell us this. Who the hell knows that these days with 2020 and 2021 New Japan booking is is a little off the, the charts here. So uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, El Desperado defending the title against Yo.
3: Oh, I forgot there was I forgot about this match. This will get time. You're right. I, I, I was thinking they were all um just multi-mans. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that'll be fine. I'm not super excited about it. Uh, Yo, I'm not the biggest Yo fan. Um. I think Yo was fine. Um, I don't know. It's hard to get into much of anything in this promotion right now. Yeah, I'm with you. Honest. Yeah,
4: it, it, it has potential it's, to be pretty fun. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a promotion that the matches, and we'll talk about the, the, the two road to uh, main events. It's, it's, a, it's a promotion right now where the matches are all like perfectly acceptable and perfectly fine. I just have zero connection to it and zero intrigue whatsoever with anything going on. So
3: it's not great. Yeah.
4: Speaking of, Kotobushi versus Jeff Cobb.
3: Now this has been well built, and I think they could have a really good match. So, um, yeah, I had the wrong card pulled up, and I thought they they were all tag matches. That's how lost I am right now, uh, with with the New Japan. But um, but yeah, this this semi, I'm looking forward to this more than the junior title match. I'll say that.
4: Oh, certainly, certainly. And then the uh, the main event has potential to be just fucking tremendous and and i'm excited uh even if i'm not actually like excited about the stories going on in the company or really the kind of the the overall feeling in the company right now uh at the end of the day it's okada versus shingo for the vacant iwgp world heavyweight title so i mean it's probably gonna be great i mean it's two of my favorite wrestlers of all time you know in the main event with the title on the line i mean that's that's you can't ask for much more than that
3: it's probably gonna be great they're still gonna have to get me into it and i probably will get into it it's not as much of a lock as if it was Will Ospreay versus Shingo because Okada over the last year does kind of pick his spots, but this is the kind of spot that he spot. does choose. Yeah, it's right. definitely a spot. Right. So I, I expect Okada to go hard and um, and have a great match. Shingo always goes hard. So yeah, I mean, obviously this is the, um, this is the one you circle, but I think a Bushi Cobb can be real good. And the junior match, if you're into yo, I think there's reason to be into that. I'm just not a big yo person.
4: Uh, as far uh, as the main event and the, and the vacant title, are you a little disappointed that New Japan didn't get a little bit more creative with this and, and do a mini tournament or do anything? I, I are you? like
3: they're just so fucked. I mean, they have no roster. Um, you know, they still have guys out with COVID. They, there's other people who just fucking said, fuck this, I'm going home. There's other people they can't get into the country or don't want it's, to. It's a bad. I don't I don't have a problem with it. It's I mean, all
4: like,
0: weird. Yeah, I, I you get it. Like,
3: you can have some tournament with the twelve guys you have on That's the what I mean. Right
4: I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it kind of sucks because like, you know, and I did the piece on, on, on Patreon.com slash voices of wrestling, you know, talking about vacancies and in, in IWGP, you know, main title history or whatever, and a lot of them were settled by tournaments and stuff and like well thought out and that sort of stuff. And and they've had an option now for a few, you know, weeks now to figure out something and, and but the problem is like what do you even figure out? I mean, it's such a fucking shit show going on right now in the company and in Japan that it's like you know, I don't even know if they have confidence that they could book a tournament for two weeks without a guy getting COVID and having to get out. And, you know, the guy that they want to win, you know, getting COVID or, or the guy, you know, having it's so it's just a fucking disaster that I get why they're just like, I don't know, just fucking O'Connor and Shingle, whatever. <laughs> just do it. And at the end of the day, I mean, I guess we'll get to this now because, yeah, I'm not disappointed either. It just kind of stinks that we're in this position where they can't do something cool with this and they just have to kind of pick whoever's going to win. And this kind of comes to the point now and people are asking this is as the big you know question coming into this. You and I both believe that if Will Ospreay was still the champion, that at this show or at Tokyo Dome or whatever, he was going to lose to Okada, right?
3: That is my belief. Yeah. That's
4: my belief as well. Okay. Yeah. Does anything change with this? Or do you think Okada beats Shingo here?
3: No, I think this is just they're going to get to their end point, which was Okada as champion.
4: I agree. Yeah, I, I, it's I agree. It's not time
3: well. for Shingo to win the belt.
4: No, no. you can. You, and real, and Honestly, if you want Shingo to win the belt and you have him circled as potentially winning the belt, which you should if you're a smart booker. I would definitely find a way to make it so it's not this situation right now which is what we're in like make that mean something make that climb really mean something make him win a G1 make him work his way up make it in front of crowds like this you're only going to have one opportunity to give Shingo his first title win Okada, it's just another one. You know what I mean? It's the sixth or whatever the hell it is at this point for him. It's just another one down the line. Nobody will really remember it. it, it it'll be kind of this weird, hey, remember when you know, the other title was vacated and Okada had to win it, yada, yada. So to me, there's no no point whatsoever in putting it on Shingo right now. Put it on Okada. It won't. He won't lose anything with it. He'll gain a little bit by having another title reign. And then you save the Shingo one. And Shingo's not going to lose anything by losing to Okada in an IWGP World Heavyweight Title match either. It's not going to matter. But you know what I mean? Like That, to me... That's what I do is, 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 is when you're going to have Shingo eventually win the big belt, you, you make it make it mean something, make it worth something. Don't just have it be in this thing, you know, this I, convoluted listen, thrown together it, title match.
3: The timing is awful. Um, it's not the right time for him to win it. He needs to beat Will Ospreay for it. That's the story they've been building. Now, I've talked about it the past couple of weeks um if shingo is ever going to win this title and i'm actually more confident now that he will at some point than i was before
4: them putting him in this and we've we've always said they're never going to do anything with this guy they're never going to get it with this guy them putting him in this i believe it now
3: well not so much that because who else are you going to put in this match
4: i mean there's other guys on the roster i'd say that Ooh. that i mean there's I guess you know you're not going to blow Naito, obviously. I think you could no. have obviously done a Sonata thing if you really wanted to do that. Some, uh, it'd be boring as fuck and and terrible, but you could do that. Um, yeah, it gets it gets a little lean after that. It definitely just
3: no options. It I
4: gets mean, a little lean. I mean, you can go back to Evil, but that's nobody wants that. That's disgusting on all levels. Um, you could have a stand-in of a Jeff Cobb or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you could have done that.
3: You, yeah, I mean that probably be on it, but they don't see Cobb is not pushed at that level yet. But that's not a bad idea. But Cobb's not pushed that level yet. And guys like Evil and Sonata just haven't been pushed at all lately. So that would have felt forced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing about Shingo is he's already been in the title mix. So he's really the only guy who made sense who was also a big enough star to put in a match. They really didn't have a lot of options. Right, right. In fact, I think if it were up to them, they wouldn't want Shingo in this match because it, it sucks that he has to eat another loss in a title match because he has to lose. So they probably, if it were any other option, they would have went with it because Shingo losing another title match is like not optimal, you know? But the way that the Shingo-Will Ospreay feud has gone, to me, when you look at Gato's booking patterns, it's now like a neon sign that at some point the plan was for Shingo to beat Ospreay for the title probably in 2022. That's the way I see it anyway. Um, but I think Osprey would have lost to Okada at the Dome. In fact, we pretty much know that now with all the information we got when Osprey went back to the UK. Because um, they were going to let him go home after that match for like a long time, which tells you that he was going to lose the title. And then I think I think it'll be, I think Okada will beat Naito in the, to- I think Naito will win the G1. I think Okada will beat Naito in the Tokyo Dome. I think Will Ospreay will beat Okada, because that's Will Ospreay's thing. He needs to beat Okada, especially if he would have lost the title to him again. And then Shingo will beat Ospreay. I know that's thinking like five steps down the line, but that's how they—that's how they book. Mm-hmm. That's how they plot these things out. That's every logical story beat, right? Because you'd have Okada beating Naito at the Dome to kind of get that win back. You'd have Ospreay. I know Osprey beat Okada in the G1 but it wasn't clean. And then Okada beat Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. And Osprey's whole deal is he challenged Okada because he's hell-bent on beating him. Remember? That's like this whole deal.
4: Yeah, he called him out. Right. He said, "Get down here. I'm going to beat you." <laughs> yeah, that's that's so uh, yeah.
3: That's like his whole deal. So I think Osprey would be the one to take the title from Okada at either New Beginning or Dominion or something or whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter where. And then Like in mid 2022, if you're gonna do Shingo, that's when you do it, and he beats Ospreay. Because I think Ospreay beating Shingo like a drum all these times in a row is what sets up Shingo winning the title from Ospreay some point down the line. So that's just how they book. So I I feel like that or something close to that is what the plan was. Now it's all out of whack, but you can still get to the point you were going to get to by putting the title on Okada right now. And then at least. You know, he didn't get it from Will, but you know, now when Will comes back, he has an easy story anyway. It's oh I never lost it. No one beat me for it, and I'm here to get it back. So, you know, that works too. But um so lo- you know, this is a long way to get to me saying, No, I don't think Shingo I honestly don't think he has any chance to win this match. I'd put his chances close to zero.
4: So that is coming up on, uh, on June 7th as well from Joe Hall. So we'll uh, we'll have coverage of that as well. We'll review it uh, next week uh, on the Flagship Watch. And we'll definitely watch it all and, uh, and react and, and see where things go uh, after that. But uh, New Japan this week, we're kind of doing this backwards here, I uh, had two Road to Dominion shows. I don't have a whole lot to talk about for <laughs> these matches, So, but I, I thought we at least had to touch on it. Uh, did you watch the whole shows or just the main events for both of these shows?
3: I watch the main events, and I will have written reviews up sometime tomorrow.
4: There you go. All right. So, are you gonna are you gonna not reveal anything then, or are you gonna uh, give I'll give us about. give us a little bit anyway? If you want the written, which I'm sure you'll go into a little bit more detail, uh, Patreon.com. <laughs> Slash voice wrestling. Yes, we've reached the level where main event <laughs> Cork and Hall, New Japan main events are getting relegated to uh, the you know not not that not being relegated to Joe's review you know written lumped reviews, into but, five but lumped in. Match, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Five like,
3: match reviews. Yeah, and my reviews aren't just match reviews. I go on diatribes and and go on tangents and things like that. So I have no problem talking about the matches because the reviews, I already wrote the reviews for those two matches, and they're more. They're more like essays on the current state of New Japan anyway. So, um, They're not even really so much just straight match reviews.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, so patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling uh, for $10. those $10 tier. Uh, so night one was the IWGP tag team title match. A, I believe first time ever matchup between the Dangerous Techers uh, and the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. That's who makes up the Gorillas of Destiny. This was for the IWGP tag team titles. Again, Dangerous Techers versus uh, the girls of destiny who are the champions dangerous techers win the match become the new champions joe what'd you think of this uh, very unique very uh different matchup here between the dangerous techers and the girls of destiny
3: so girls destiny were 5-0 and against them that's the story coming in they beat them twice this year they won the titles from them at wrestle kingdom and then they defended them i think in new beginning um was it new beginning i think it, was, it had to be um but at any rate, they beat them twice this year. They're 5-0 against them.
4: I think these, these teams have wrestled 24 times, I believe, this year in some form or fashion. So.
3: Right. But this was their sixth two-versus-two tag mm-hmm. all time, with, with Girls of Destiny winning every one of them. But they wrestle on opposite ends of multi-mans like, every fucking night. Um, I will say it was the best match these two teams have had against each other. I'm confident in saying that. I didn't love it. Um, I thought that the highlights were when Zach was in there with Loa. They have great chemistry. And I think Tangaloa Loa might be, he might be the most improved wrestler in the world over like the last year. All of a sudden, he's like, I don't know what got into this guy. He is so much better than Tama Tonga. And that definitely wasn't the case up until about, I don't know. Not
4: Pre-COVID. It, it was literally, and I wrote about it in the book, like COVID happened and he came back and he was fucking good. <laughs> He's been good since then. I don't and his know why. Chemistry
3: with, when him and Zack Sabre Jr. are in the ring together in this match, it's just another level of wrestling. It's just, it's great. I mean, I would use the word great when those two guys are in there with each other. If it's any other combination, it's, eh, it's, it's a techers versus girls of destiny match, which I don't love the matchup. And um, techers never land for me. Like they do for other people. I, Their matches just, they feel like tornado tags from bell to bell. Like, they don't feel like tag team matches. And I know the current worldwide tag team style is kind of like, that. that's kind of like the way tag team wrestling is in a lot of promotions these days. But for whatever reason, with Dangerous Techers, it feels even more pronounced. I I don't feel like I'm watching a tag team match. They're both always in the ring at the same time. And it's like, they're almost cheating tag team psychology. Because if you could just be in the ring the whole time and just constantly, if it's just a two-on, then it's not a tag team match anymore. And the art of tag team wrestling is lost. I'm not trying to sound like like Jim Cornette here. But for whatever reason, that's what their matches always feel like to me. It's just a tornado tag rules, two-on-two. Two, and the work is good. And there's nothing wrong with the work. But the matches just lose me. And if a Dangerous Techers match is 10 minutes, it feels like 20. If it's 20, it feels like 40. I feel like the matches never fucking end. And you know why? I think I just figured it out as I was talking. Because it feels like they're in the closing stretch as soon as it starts because no one ever tags. So it almost feels like they're just... Do you know what I mean when I say that? Like tag team matches break down and it's just a constant flow of action with everybody in the ring at once, usually in like the final stretch, the last five minutes. But their matches, because no one ever tags in and out, it just feels like one long closing stretch. So then it feels like the match never fucking ends. So I have no idea if I'm articulating myself. Yeah, no, bro. you
4: are. I think at the end of the day, I'm just not that into those guys. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not into that team. And I know that that's like, you know, people get very upset because a lot of people are really, really into that team. And I, I, I feel bad because it's like, I wish I could kind of enjoy it on the same level that other people do. I just don't. I I I like, I'm not a Taiichi hater. I, I think. He's solid, and I I, I like Zack Saber Jr. a lot. I just don't like the combo between the two, and I don't find their matches particularly interesting or fun or enjoyable. So I don't know. I feel bad. I like
3: them as I like them as separate entities better than as a team.
4: Absolutely, yeah. I I, I think uh, you know the sum of their whole part. Like I don't know. It just doesn't land with me. And 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 uh, I there again. There are a lot of people that really really like this team. They they they, they buy into it. They really enjoy it. They like the gimmick. They like Zack Saber's you know promos. They like Taichi's whole thing. Like I just. I don't know, I just don't like the unit, and I don't like the team, and it's, 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 it's always kind of a uh, an issue, and I know this one had Mio there, Mio Abe there, and they were like, oh my god, and I that? don't care about that either, like, you know? Hold
3: on a second, who the fuck is
4: that? The girl that came out, the girl that was crying as they handed her the titles, what are you talking about? Oh,
3: you mean, um, like, Taichi's valet? Yeah, Mio Abe. Oh, who cares? I couldn't care less. Well,
4: yeah, but then again, like I was saying, the people that care about that were like, oh, what a huge moment. I'm like, oh, all right. Like, I just, Wait, so I'm she not. Hasn't, in, no,
3: hold on, hold on, hold on. She hasn't been on, there. No,
4: she hasn't been there during COVID. Oh, ever.
3: so she hasn't been around during COVID? No, no. I didn't even notice.
4: No, there you go. <laughs> she has not.
3: All right. Well, all right. If you're into that. um,
4: But see, like, I, I'm, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I feel bad that, like, people are enjoying that, but it's just like, I don't care about the team and I don't really care about her. I don't, even, her, so even, I, don't whatever, I don't pay yeah. attention
3: to any of that. Is, um, Who's the one that comes out with you Jiro? Has she been? Uh, around? Peter.
4: I don't think Peter has been around now. So.
3: Oh. Oh, so they're kind of limiting the locker room. With I the think COVID.
4: so. Or these people There's are like, I'm year. not coming in this fucking hellhole. Or they are like, fuck you? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> yeah, you. yeah, right. I think yeah. Mio was probably Longer, like, nah, yeah. I'm good. Like, yeah, I'm gonna uh, um, not get. COVID yeah, but from I mean, I U understand. Apple,
3: like, so. it's kind of the New Japan House style to just for the tag matches to break down like that. Like, I get it. I get it. People might think I'm being hypocritical. But I feel like with the Dangerous Techers, it breaks down immediately. Like, as soon as the fucking match starts, I feel like we're already in – I'm probably not even right, but to me it feels that way. And I know it's like every time they have a match, I give this same review. But it feels like they're having the same match every time. Um but I don't know. I like the Sabre stuff with Loa, and I, I did I, I did think this was the best match between the two well, teams. I was going
4: to say, the problem is I think they are having the same match every single time, because they're literally always having the same match against the same people, which doesn't help things, too. Yeah. And that, I was going to say, one of the other problems as well is that the, uh, the Girls of Destiny don't really counteract the, the dangerous techers to me in a very good way, because like they're the same way. It's just, you know, these guys are just brawling outside Jado, the master heaters out there. It's just all the same shit over and over and over. And it's like, I think I might like the techers better if they were against like a hot baby face tag team that you're just cannot wait for the hot baby face tag team, you know, to get this, uh you know, get the hot tag going in or whatever. So that like, you know, that that would probably help it out a little bit, but instead it's just, you know, it, 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 both teams kind of break down and it just kind of becomes brawls So.
3: Miho Abe—that's yeah. her name.
0: Mm-hmm. She's been around for years. I don't think I ever, yeah, yeah, that's knew her, her name. Yeah,
3: that's like her. Her, yeah. She's a, she's good for the act. She's Absolutely, yeah.
4: It's very very yeah. emotional cries. You know they, they got heat. Yeah yeah yeah. Like she's like very... trying to you know, trying to you know beat her up and then they're beating her up in front of you know they're beating Taiichi up in front of her and. You know that she gets the title. She's very. She's yeah. she's
3: she's infatuated with Taichi. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I just didn't. I didn't know that she wasn't around during COVID. I'd never. Well, here's the thing. I'm not watching every show anymore. That's number one.
4: So you may. Yeah. You um, may have just not. You may have missed it.
3: And I just haven't noticed when I watch these big shows that she's not there. It's not like they ever focus on her. They did in this match. Um, she actually got a lot of screen time in this mm-hmm,
0: match. Mm-hmm.
3: But a lot of times. She'll be there, and it's like she, it doesn't matter whether she's there or not. You know what I mean? Because she's never yeah. After the
4: entrance, she's just kind of there. You know.
3: Yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I honestly didn't even know she hasn't been around for COVID at all, or you don't know. Uh, I think don't
4: I know. don't think she's been around for any of the COVID shows. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. So, so when they returned, I don't think she came back, and I don't think she's been there since whatever, what June of last year, right? Been a whole year now at this point. So, yeah, or would have been yeah. March, you know, March or whatever. Whenever they stopped running uh, shows, February, or March, so. That, uh, that was night one, so you got a title change there. Dangerous Techers are your new champions. And then night two of the Road to the Dominion was a never-openweight six-man title match. These guys are still the champions. Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshiyashi do it again. Uh, they defeat Bushi, Sonata, and Naito. 31 minutes and 15 seconds. What did you think of this uh, never-openweight six-man?
3: I get it. It's a five-match show. You got to give people their money's worth. I get it. But my god.
4: Yeah, there, there was 10 the straight minutes. Thing. There was 10 straight minutes of Yoshihashi putting Bushi in a submission hold. I'm just like, all right, let's go. It's
0: Bring her home. That. It's Bring like, her home, guys. It's like, not
3: even that. It's, it takes so, like, I feel bad for the wrestlers because they have to stretch out this fucking 18-minute match into 32 minutes. And I, and I get it. People bought a ticket, and they're giving them five matches. You got to give them a main event that's worth their money. I, I totally understand. But then it's hard for me on my couch <laughs> to, to fucking focus In front of on clap this. Crowds too. Yeah. And it's like, look, they worked their asses off, and it really was a really good match, you know, and and it was just as good, if not better, than a lot of these trios matches that these hot trios matches on Dynamite and Impact lately with Kenny Omega involved and all that. Um, it's been a really good year for trios matches. So, you know, I put it right there with those matches, but the atmosphere. And just the general vibe in this company is just such a downer that it makes it really hard for me to fully invest and enjoy a 32-minute, never-open-weight six-man title match. I mean, that's all there is to it. Um, it like, I recognize that it was a it was a, a very good match. I hesitate to say great. I don't think it was a great match, but it was a very good match. Low-level, you know, low-level low notebook. I'd go four stars or something on this. Uh, good action. But, man, is the atmosphere and everything else Really make a match like this hard to watch. It's just, man, I just it could have a lot to do with my, you know, just the my, my overall feelings on the promotion right now. It's just in such a sad state. It just it feels like a funeral for someone who's still alive. Watching these New Japan shows, yeah, That's- this
4: show in particular, I noticed it because they they put up like uh, so the Corkins like you know they have, what three hundred people or whatever the hell in, in Corkin, they put up like banners behind the hard cam. You know what I mean? That's not good. I don't know if you notice this, but anytime you see banners <laughs> visible in the hard cam... Well, I,
3: if I'm not mistaken, someone in the chat room can correct, but I think they're using the scaled-down Corkin setup, aren't they?
4: That I don't know. That I'm not sure. That,
3: like, the scrub promotions use, like, you know, and, like, fucking whatever the fuck runs Corkin, like, Stardom or something, mm-hmm. don't they use the scaled-down... Maybe not Stardom. Um,
4: Zero-one, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, when a promotion like that runs and they run the scaled down version of Corkin. That's what it looks like. I don't know if that's. I mean, why would you run the full Corkin if first of all you can't you can't to no,
4: Yeah, you're not going to get anybody there,
3: so you can't even sell enough tickets for the full Corkin. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just stalling out and waiting for someone in the chat room to. Uh, yeah,
4: they they really like to respond anytime. <laughs> we clearly know the answer. Confirm or that. deny that? But right, Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see.
3: I feel like it's the scaled down version, but anyway, yeah, it looks like shit. The atmosphere is terrible. Um, it, you know, I underst- it's like they have to run. Um, I get it. They got to sell their tickets. The other thing is I really wish they would have put all these title matches on Dominion. And I understand like the trade-off here. They want to sell as many tickets as possible to the Corkin shows. But this is a promotion that really needs a killer show in the worst way. And I feel like they really should have loaded this one up and really tried to get a buzzworthy show going. And they could have done that if they put these two main events on the show with the two title matches and the abushi Cobb match that they already have, and they really could have had a you know a loaded show, but they're from their standpoint, they feel like they're gonna sell all the tickets for Dominion anyway. So why not put those title matches on the Corkin shows? And try to sell as many tickets as possible for the Corkin show. Exactly. Right,
4: right. 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 They they don't want to give you a really pathetic Corkin show and then they'll, they'll only sell you know a hundred tickets. They'd rather sell those extra two hundred or third, you know, extra two hundred or three hundred tickets to you know. Right. Whatever. But
3: to me, when you're talking about numbers that low, I'd rather just make the big show a big
4: deal. Yeah, I agree. You're chasing. You're chasing very minute percentages here. I'd rather. Yeah. We're I'd talking rather...
3: about a difference between three hundred tickets and four hundred. Yeah. Tickets, to me,
4: the, I mean, the optics of having a real a good show, especially this year, are. are, are per- Important, but
3: I mean, they, they need juice in the worst way. Their champion literally walked out. They have a roster of like 16 wrestlers or something. You know, I, I would have tried to put the biggest and best Dominion show possible on that I could have. And they could have put those two matches on there. But... They chose to do it this way.
4: Right. Prove to the world that hey, despite what you guys think, we're still we're still New Japan. We still fucking rule or you know, but
3: And we could still have the best shows in the world and 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 everything else. Yes. But you know, they chose to do it this way. I it's not what I would have done.
4: So that is New Japan. Get into it. Dominion coming up this weekend. We'll uh as I said, we'll talk about it uh on the show next week. So let's uh, head over to Dragon Gate as well, because they had a big show Uh, This morning, they had the end of their King of Gate tournament. We've kind of kept up with the King of Gate uh, throughout the last few weeks, and they finished it up here uh, on on June 3rd. So we'll kind of work our way through the show, and then we'll get to the main event here, because I I think it's obviously the end of the tournament. Uh, So you get your King of Gate semifinals that starts the show uh, on the third here, you have Kota Minora versus Yamato. So Kota is still very, very young. I don't have his age in front of me. I think he's only, he's 22. I always, SP Kento's 21, and I think Kota Minora is 22. But uh, anyway, Kota Minora gets the, what I would consider a pretty decent upset here. Defeats Yamato, moves on to the King of Gate Finals. What do you think of Kota Minora and Yamato?
3: It's a huge upset. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't even expect him. You know, he was, we assume he was an emergency winner of his own block. So then they come out and he beats Yamato. And it's like, okay, did they look at it from the perspective of he wasn't even supposed to be here? And we feel like the fans might know that. So let's put him through to throw a curveball and make it look like that he really did earn this yeah that he's
4: been on this run all of a sudden yeah make it don't make it seem like oh he's only here because Ben K can't be here make it seem like no 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 this was our plan this is what we wanted so uh yeah right. I think that's a good strategy I, and I think it's I mean it's honestly I mean Yamato loses absolutely nothing from this uh he's already set up for his next program anyway and Coach Minor, I mean this is something that he will always be able to hang his hat on I say if I beat Yamato and I, I you know I didn't you know we'll, we'll, we'll spoil it here but you know obviously doesn't a winking a gate but hell beating Yamato to get into the finals when you're 22 years old I mean that's something you're gonna hang your head on forever so
3: yeah, if KZ is going to win anyway, and he, you know, and he's not knocking out the winner, then why not just say, okay, let's not make it look like this guy's just a goof who backed into this thing because one guy had COVID and another guy pulled out. Let's have him win, and we can give. Because honestly, to me, I mean. He comes out of this. He got a lot of rub out of this going to the final, in my opinion.
4: Absolutely, Why? yeah. This worked out pretty well. I mean, obviously, you don't want Benkei to have COVID, and 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 obviously, we hope he's 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 fine. But yeah, I think they actually lucked into something pretty good here. I mean, they 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 got a guy that that's doing stuff. So
3: and it also works out because he's almost like a, a a a younger version of Yamato. He does
4: look, yeah. He's starting to look at. He's growing the hair out a little bit. He's got the tights kind of similar as well, or the trunks pretty similar. So yeah, I was thinking the same thing.
3: Yeah, so it's like the mini-me beats the fucking established version, which is a big win for him. That's a huge win to beat a guy like Yamato at this stage. And then he goes to the finals, and I thought, like I said, I watched this show, the two New Japan shows, and the two All Japan shows. I watched all of this today. And to me, the best match I saw was KZ versus Minora in the final. So then he goes out there and has this great match against KZ in the final. So, you know, obviously KZ won the tournament and he's going to get another title shot and all that. We'll talk about him in a minute. But if this was like a happy accident, if this was one of those situations like we talk about sometimes with AEW where they're handed a bad hand and they make the best of it. And that's what Dragon Gate did here with, Okay, this is a this is a block winner we didn't want, but we can make something out of this. And I think that's very crafty and creative of them to do that, Mm -hmm. because I think he gained a lot by not only going to the final, but then having an outstanding match against Casey.
4: Yeah, and I think what's also important too is that Minora won the match not with like a, a banana peel thing, not by you know, catching him out. He fucking put him in his move and fucking dropped him in the mat and pinned him. You know what I mean? Like, he he powerbombed him, he dropped him in and I, I think that that's a that's a great way to do it as well, because it's easy to have it be oh my god, the flash pin, like the Rey Mysterio WWE thing, where he does a flash pin out of nowhere oh my god, he won, and then he puts his hand on his head no, he can't believe he did it, or, you yeah. know, just have beat the guy with your fucking move, it's Yamato, like you know, and he did, he just yeah. powerbombed his ass into the mat, beat him, and then Kai comes out and calls Yamato a bitch for losing to him, and it's perfect it works, so
3: Yeah, 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 so yeah, for sure, you know, it was, um uh, you know, it's it's. I feel like because i I can't think that this was the plan, right? I mean, I know we've talked about it already, but
4: yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see what the the VoiceGate guys if they think uh, you know, Case and, and Mike. I know they did a review of the show uh, this well, morning. I don't, I don't.
3: I haven't listened to them because it's. I don't. I never want to get. They always do their audio, and I don't want to get spoiled.
4: Yeah, I'm the same way. So I'll listen to it tomorrow yeah. and see what they 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 thought about it. But um, yeah, no, I don't think this was the plan. But I'm glad it, they went this direction. Yeah. Uh, then you had your other semifinal match here, KZ defeating Espy Kanto. Espy Kanto, twenty-one years old uh, at this point, just an absolute shit-eating grin on his face the entire time. He looks—I mean, he just looks like a million bucks. The no hair is, is working for him all because he, he comes out with his hat, and the heat is that he wants to wrestle with his hat on the entire time. And then the babyface knocks his hat off, and he looks at his hair. You know, classic pro wrestling one-on-one stuff here. But uh, yeah, he ends up losing pretty quickly here to KZ. Uh, did you have an issue with this being only like you know four or five minutes longer? Did you think it was the, it worked out?
3: no i had a long day of watching wrestling rich so uh yeah i don't
4: you know get in and out if, if the idea is that casey's gonna go be with this i'm with you man if, was, if the idea is you know, that casey's gonna beat this guy and he's 21 years old and yeah. you're trying to get casey moving forward five minutes man that works for me that's okay yeah hold the story in five minutes that's all you really needed so so i'm with you and though. then the
3: final I thought, was, I thought the final was really great i mean notebook match for sure um you know great drama at the end and you know Unlike AEW, where people win these big matches and the camera cuts away a fucking... To the spectacle.
4: back, yeah. Cl- yeah. They, apparently, <laughs> Keith Mitchell really getting a, a lot of work there as uh, Impact's and AEW's director there. Or I mean, it
3: drives you nuts. Yeah, I hate I mean, it. Can, I hate they don't it. let anything sink in. Here, it's they let it fucking sink in. You know, it, You know, the guy wins. He has this nice celebration, the promo, you know, all that. So he really felt like he did he accomplished something important by winning the tournament. And, uh, you know, Jay was just tremendous on commentary like he always is, you know, putting it over, Um, you know. So, yeah, I I thought the match was excellent. I thought it was a a loss that really helped the guy who lost, like we talked about already, Minora. uh, The loss was good for him because it was a good run in the tournament. KZ had an excellent tournament from start to finish. He was probably one of the top, if not the top performers in the tournament overall. He's the winner. I think he'll have a really good title match against Shun Skywalker. I don't think KZ is a Dreamgate guy. I just don't. I've never felt that way. But I think he's a good challenger, and he can have an um, excellent match with Skywalker. I just don't see him as a Dreamgate guy. And that's not necessarily a knock. You know, I don't see Hiroki Goto as an IWGP guy, and I love Hiroki Goto. I just don't think KZ is a Dreamgate guy, and I just never have thought that um yeah i would agree but, i think
4: you can get enough out of kz without actually giving him the title i think i agree if I, you want to have yeah. him be the the guy that like you know this is this is a big moment for him this is probably the biggest win of his career the yes. biggest moment of, of his career and i like this that it builds all up and then he tries to go for it and he just can't do it and then it's fine then you establish all right that this guy is great you know he, he's been here for a while he got you know he, one can you, get, you can't take that away from him but yeah he doesn't need to win the title he doesn't need to be true skywalker i i don't think it's a bad thing that he's a you know down the totem pole and dragon gate does a great job of that as well guys susumu is how many big matches has susumu lost but it does it every single time that he gets up and gets going you think all right you know what hey let's watch susumu win this tournament or do this thing and, and get there and maybe we'll see and he never wins the big one he never wins the big title but that's fine in this company it is totally okay and 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 i'm with you kz is great as a guy to kind of rally behind for a little bit but i don't need him as as my dream gate champion
3: i think this is his level and that's fine yeah no, and I think he's a guy that people will rally around in a title match situation. But I just don't think he's a guy that I would belt up. Um, but he's a he's a he's a great challenger, and I think he could have a great match uh, with Skywalker. We know he can, in fact. So um, yeah, no, looking forward to it. And I thought King of Gate wrapped up very nicely with this show. I watched the whole thing. Um, you know, it was it was a it was an entertaining. This was the best match, the final, but it was an entertaining show from start to finish and an easy watch.
4: Any other thoughts on, on anything you saw in the, the rest of the show? We don't have to go match by match here, but anything that really stood out? I mean, I guess the Big uh, the big R Shimizu transformation into King Shimizu, I think we at least have to talk about. Yeah, Natural bit,
3: Vibes so. needs to be stopped. Yes, I, I'm I, I with don't... you.
4: This is this has gotten too far. We, we've gone too far with Natural Vibes. I cause... never
3: liked Natural Vibes, but this Big R Shimizu thing...
4: <laughs> it's gone too far. Yeah, so uh, for people that do not know, the Big R Shimizu run has, has basically... Uh, he, now, he, he went from you know being Dollar Store Ricky Fuji for a while there, where he was just getting increasingly dirtbaggy by the day. Uh, and you and I said, this is a bad path. Don't go down this path too much. Uh, he went down the path of then that was over. Uh, he was no longer Dollar Store Ricky Fuji. Then he became the Fat Ultimo Dragon for a little while. Uh, and that ran its course, because it wasn't really funny after the first or second time. Uh, and now he appeared on this show as King Shimizu, a part of Natural Vibes. AK, he's just cosplaying 1999 to 2000 Rikishi. That's it. He wears the same tights. It says King on there. He puts glasses on and he dances. And he's fat.
3: You know what? That's it. There's nothing wrong with having a little goofiness on a Dragon Gate show because that's what they've always been. You know, but the thing is. Is that what they think this guy is now? Because he uh, yeah, goes from one comedy gimmick,
4: I know. Because I what's, the next. What's interesting is I watched an old. Uh, it was a 2016 Big R Shimizu match. In uh, I did uh, open the voice gate uh, earlier this week. We were talking about uh, Masato Yoshino's career, and we watched a match where Big R is in. It's like a multi-man, you know, elimination match or whatever. And he's fucking great. He's just throwing the fucking shot put slam all over the place, and he's killing dudes left and right. He's just punching them and 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 la- and, and knocking their heads off, and then throwing them in shot put slams. And I'm like. Right, yeah, I used to love this guy, and this is why, because he used to be really, really good, and now he's, like, funny, fat guy, and I don't, you know, I don't know if that's a great path to be down. I mean, it is Dragon Gate, like you said, and they can kind of turn it on any time with guys, but this is, we're a couple years now into Shimizu being funny, fat guy, so I I don't know, you know?
3: Yeah. That might yeah, be they his lot life. To the, they had Kamai to the Group too, natural vibes. He just can't. Oh, just, good, they, it's, they've
4: uh, gotten bigger, and, and, and yeah, great, awesome.
3: Yeah. It's like, uh, I, I never liked the group, but, um, you know, it's like with Dragon Gate, there's always going to be a unit you don't like, I guess. This is the one I don't like.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So we had to talk about that, but that's uh, going on there. So anyway, KZ moves on. Uh, he is your uh, he is a uh, challenged. We'll, uh it was official now Kobe world. It's going to be KZ and Shun Skywalker.
3: Oh, that uh, match is just official, official I now.
4: I think it's official, official. Yeah.
3: I mean, we know it's going to happen,
4: right? I, I, I'm pretty sure if you go to Dragon Gate's website that they have officially announced that that, that is indeed yeah. happening. So
3: that's going to be a great match. And yeah, I can't the wait. Thing about Skywalker needs one because like this crazy shit keeps happening in his matches. Yeah, like.
4: if I'm KZ, I don't know what I, I wrap myself in bubble wrap <laughs> until the match happens and. God, I don't know. Just hope that you don't get a fucking concussion. Or, I mean, every single match that Shun's been in, something has gone wrong. So, um, I don't know. Casey's he's pretty reliable, but uh, yeah, it, it has been snake bitten. But yeah, I hope they just go out there and they just have an opportunity to have thirty minutes and, and just go out there and kill it. Which would be, I think incredible. it's
3: gonna be great. Yeah. I put, I would put the listen, I'd put the floor at like four and a quarter. I think it's gonna be yeah, great.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey's I'd been be that surprised. good for a while. Casey's been that good for for the last few years. So I, I'm I'm with you.
3: He's really good. With uh, dramatic near falls in a closing stretch. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: That's that's why he got that Mister February. I mean, I know the Open the Voice Gate guys kind of called him Mister February for a while there because every February they you know he they go to his hometown and he'd get a title match. He had that famous one against Pac. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, that was fucking incredible. Like it, it got a like match. yeah, yeah, yeah. It got you know match of the year, you know votes pretty high up. I, I forget where it finished, but it finished very very high. And yeah, if you've ever want to go and watch and see what Casey's you know capable of. Yeah, watch that KZ Pac from uh, it must have been two thousand nineteen, I wanna say, right? Unless it was was it no yeah, it had to be two thousand nineteen. I
3: can look it up real quick, yeah. Yeah, some, yeah so, so was, it had uh... to be
4: February twenty nineteen or whatever, and it's fucking tremendous. It's just it's great. It's 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 you don't the fans know going in that K Z not gonna win, but God damn it, if he doesn't get so close. It's so many times that they all just decide halfway through the match. You know what? Fuck it. KZ's winning this match. He's beating Pac and he's becoming the new champion. We can't wait for it. We're going to be here when this happens. And every single kick out is just more dramatic and more dramatic and more dramatic. And it, it rules. It's a great, great match.
3: I don't, I don't know if they know he can. I think they believe in him. I don't think he could win. I don't think he... Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm saying I wouldn't make him my dream. I don't know if they're gonna, ever going to belt him up. He doesn't feel like a Dream Gate champion to me, though, is all I'm saying. But yeah, he had that, that pack match was 2019 and he also had that great match against Ata last year. Um, the Naruki Doi match title match was a good match. Yeah. He's just, he's, you know, um, he's solid as hell in that spot. I think he's perfect for the plucky challenger role. Yeah, that's for sure, perfect
4: for sure. Him. Alright, so that is, uh, that is Dragon Gate. We'll obviously have coverage on the website, and, and we'll be keeping an eye on Dragon Gate as well. Open the Voice Gate, as we said, they have a review of that entire show, uh, and 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 uh, you can listen to my appearance on Open the Voice Gate this week as well, where I talk about uh, the career of Masato Yoshino, so uh, good stuff there. But let's get into the uh, the final topic on this week's show. Joe, the National Wrestling Alliance. We didn't believe them. We didn't know, hey, are you guys going to give us a card? Is this going to be Mystery Vortex? I don't know where last weekend they announced an entire card for their pay-per-view coming up this weekend when our shadows fall, June 6th, on Fight TV for $20. Voicesofwrestling.com slash fight as well. If you're going to order it on Fight, make sure you use that link, Voicesofwrestling.com slash fight. But uh, anyway.
3: I guess I got to carry this because you don't even watch.
4: Don't even watch. So I'm, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say names and you're going to tell me all about it. So, all right. All right. We have, I believe, some of these people are new to the the mix here, so I don't know if there's any <laughs> real <laughs> build here. But you have the end, who I love, the end, Osidian Impero versus Sam Rudo and Sal Ronaldo versus Marche Rocket. If there's ever a Billy Corgan promotion, Marche Rocket is not very far, and here he is. Uh, he's teaming with Slice Boogie against Bestia Six 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 and Mecha Wolf Four Fifty. So, hey, if you're booking Tyrus, you're already canceled. You may as well go all the way with it then, right?
3: I don't even remember who. Yeah,
4: Mecha Wolf. He's. Uh, that's Mr. 450, by the way, in case you can
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's this done is a lot four of way. Stuff. <laughs> so that's
4: it. The, the list is, is accused.
3: Large. Accused of a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, accused of a lot of stuff. Let's he did, not get he did sued fake
4: some there. injuries here and there, but uh, anyway. But, yeah. He,
3: uh, he's been accused of some. He allegedly has done some things. Um. Yeah, it's a four way match. The end has been around this season on the show. Uh, Sam Bruto is Sam Adonis. I guess they don't want two Adonises on the show. <laughs> so they're calling him Sam Bruto. He this has not me been around. It entirely
4: this. too long to figure out who Sam Bruto was. And then it made all the sense in the world when I figured out who Sam Bruto was. So.
3: Yeah. So, you know, Sal Renaro, his whole thing is he hasn't. He's been searching for a tag team partner the whole season or whatever. So I guess he'll team with this guy here. Marche Rocket and Slice, Slice Boogie's been one of the highlights of the season. Marche Rocket's been around, but he's been Marche Rocket. Um, And then you have the Lucha team. So there's no story or anything behind this. Half of these guys weren't even didn't even wrestle on the season. So um, I have no feel for what they're going to do. I mean, maybe the end. I mean, they've been in the title chase. So uh, maybe they'll win it.
4: Those guys roll, so that, that wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't mind that at all. But uh, all right, we'll move on this match. Uh, people are a little disappointed that Thunder Rosa not in a bigger spot, I would say, on this NWA show. I, I'm curious on your thoughts here. So it's Thunder Rosa teaming with Melina versus Kylie Ray and Taryn Terrell.
3: Okay, so the feud has been Thunder Rosa and Camille with Melina as Thunder Rosa's manager and Taryn Terrell as Camille's manager. It's been a terrible feud because Melina and Taryn Terrell give the world's worst promos. I mean, they're just atrocious thunder Rosa. I love her, but she's a terrible promo too. At least in this promotion, she has been. And Camille is a God awful promo. And now I know why Dave Lagana never let her talk. Her mystique has been destroyed by allowing her to speak. It is comical how bad Camille is on a microphone. Um, so the natural match here would have been Thunder Rosa and Melina versus Taryn Terrell and Camille, especially since Thunder Rosa and Camille just had that draw, that 20-minute draw, which was actually a really good match, maybe the best match of the season. But for some reason, they put Camille in the title match. Why didn't she just win and beat Thunder Rosa if that was the case? <laughs> I don't know why they went to a draw. Um, and now Kylie Ray comes out of nowhere to team with Terrell. But here's the thing. Kylie Ray is like the ultimate babyface. You can't be more of a babyface than Kylie Ray, okay? She's like the most likable wrestler on earth. But Tarrant, Terrell and Camille are heels, so none of this makes sense
4: <laughs> on any level whatsoever.
3: They should have just had the tag match. Sh- if they're gonna do the tag, it should be Camille and Terrell because this is the two teams they've been they've been building this all along. If you're going to put Camille in the title match, she should have beaten Thunder Rosa and not had to draw with her. And then if you're going to replace Camille, you need to replace her with a heel. Kylie Ray does not fit this at all. Is she going to come out there as Smiley Kylie, doing her little pose with her hands under her chin, I smiling and... Yes, like... A like face?
4: I mean, I but, can't imagine she's not, right?
3: But the psychology's all off, because Taryn Terrell's a heel. I... This is the fucking... This is, this is what I've been trying to tell people. <laughs> it's so weird. None of it ever fucking, it never makes any sense.
4: Yeah, bu- booking Kylie Ray in a babyface tag team seems like an easy win to me, but uh, well, they're doing it their way. All right, NWA TV title, The Pope versus Tyrus. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, sorry. Non-title grudge match. Yeah. There must be a winner. NWA television champion, The Pope versus Tyrus. So.
3: Right, the Pope said he wasn't going to give Tyrus another title shot because he gave him one, and they had a double count out. And then the Pope eliminated Tyrus from the Battle Royal, even though the Pope wasn't in the Battle Royal. Don't ask. <laughs> so, the Battle Royal for the world title shot. So, they're going to have another match, but I don't I, I, non-title because I guess the Pope doesn't feel like Tyrus should get. A title shot tyrus is definitely
4: winning this match right it's just a way for tyrus to beat him I mean, but not, not lose the title okay.
3: if you're doing a non-title match champion versus challenger why would the challenger not win yeah right right that means the pope is winning clean in the middle because
4: <laughs> it's nwa so, yes that's, yeah, right so it can't possibly make any sense so all right this is actually for the titles the nwa world tag team titles triple threat match here uh the war kings jack stane and crimson they we won the war against w uh, VOW uh, versus the national ch- NWA national champion, Chris Adonis and Tom Latimer versus Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos. What, what is, that's a name. That's a list of names, Joe. There are a lot of names in that match and they are having a match. On the he's, actually just cra-
3: he's actually just Kratos.
4: Oh, okay. Promotion. Okay.
3: Just to correct you, sir. Um,
4: Those are guys. Those are dudes for sure.
3: Well, I mean, I mean, this didn't, Okay, you could have just put the end in here because those are the four teams that have been kind of the three teams that have been chasing Stevens and Kratos, but they did it this way. It's fine. Um, I mean, the match makes sense because Adonis and Latimer have been chasing the titles, so have War Kings. Stevens and Kratos don't get along. Stevens is a babyface. Kratos is a heel. So I suspect that this is where they lose the titles and then they'll split and they'll have a singles feud. That's what I'm guessing comes out of this. As far as who wins the titles, I don't know. And I'm not sure that Chris Adonis is still the national champion because he entered that battle royal two weeks ago at the behest of Nick Adonis. And in order to enter that battle royal, you had to give up your championship.
4: Oh, you did say that. But uh, I believe I found this from NWA's website.
3: So so I don't know what's going on. He shouldn't be listed as the national champion yeah. because you, you, if, okay, the deal was if you wanted to be in that, battle royal where the winner faces the world champ the condition was you had to give up like if the Pope or Adonis or whoever they would have to give up their titles in order to be in the battle royal and that was like the heat because all this made Adonis get in there to try to stop Murdoch from winning but Adonis had to give up his title with the idea being that okay Adonis is going to be mad at all this now because he, he made him give up his title but now they're listing him as a champion What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Nothing ever makes sense. Can they just make it make sense, even if it's bad?
0: Oh, God. All right. NWA. So who's winning
4: this match, by the way? Who
0: knows? I
3: don't know, but Stevens and Kratos are losing.
4: I know that. Because they're the champions coming in. Yeah, and
3: they've been teasing the split the whole season. And then they're going to feud with each other.
4: Uh, NWA World Women's title match. Camille looks to win the title against Serena Deeb. Does she do it here on When Our Shadows
3: Fall? I think she will because I think Deeb will then go to AE- AEW full-time. Um, and they've been pushing Camille. And then I guess that's where you could argue that the draw was a good finish because then you have a challenger all set up with Thunder Rosa where if Camille would have beaten Thunder Rosa, it would have been awkward to position Rosa as a challenger if she already lost to her. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you could argue for the draw from that perspective. I still say Camille should have just won because then you could just have Thunder Rosa beat somebody else to build her back up. Just have her beat Genocide and whoever the fuck else is on the roster and then say, all right, I'm ready for you know a title shot. I, so I don't know. And honestly, I don't think they thought that fucking hard about it. I'm, that's giving them way too much credit to say that they did the draw on purpose so that Camille would have a challenger. So, but anyway, I think Camille will win, and I think Deeb might be done with the NWA.
4: Yeah, it it makes sense. I mean, obviously the 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 AEW connection is is very clear there, and and yeah. if not now, when for Camille. So it's like whatever, it's fine. Give her this title. So. And then our main event here, final match, we'll uh, preview here. NWA World's heavyweight title match, Trevor Murdoch looking to win the title against Nick Aldis. Does he do it here, or does Aldis retain?
3: No, Murdoch won't win, but Murdoch gave a great go-home promo um, after he won the Battle Royale. That I would recommend to people, um, but I don't know. I don't think he'll win. And it just, I like Trevor Murdoch. I think he works hard. He does what he's asked. He's a good wrestler, but it really speaks to how thin this roster is, where this was the big world title match that they built up for this pay per view. Um, because you look at the rest of the card, and where else were they going to turn?
4: I was going to say, like, so, so hypothetically, you know, once, you know, Murdoch's in the rearview, which he will be on all this, will win, like, you know, who's next? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's... Well,
3: I would, I would hope. I mean, that I they guess have... you bring
4: somebody else in, yes. I suppose, but.
3: I would hope that, yeah, at the tapings that they have some new names in the mix, because they usually do. Um, but you never know. And, you know, we're, we're you know, each month that passes, we're a little further past COVID. So, you know, more names become available. Maybe people hesitant to work, more people vaccinated, whatever the case. So who knows? Maybe they got something planned. I really thought they were going to go with Chris Adonis versus Aldis. On this yeah, I was going to
4: say that, that that seemed to make sense, but
3: because they teased all that, you know, because Adonis still technically isn't a member of what the fuck is, is uh, Adonis. Uh, the fake, the
4: fake four horsemen thing. Yeah, that the they're fake, doing.
3: Whatever he, whatever this calls his group. Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but um, he isn't technically a member. Like the whole thing was this would keep saying, well, he's not in yet. He hangs out with us, but you got to earn a spot in whatever he calls his group.
4: Strictly business. Um, isn't that what they're, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. You know, and then he makes him give up his title or maybe he didn't, to get into the Battle Royal. So it's like, I thought, oh, well, well, Adonis is going to win the Battle Royal then, right? And then he's going to say, well, I don't want to be in Strictly business, because now, I'm." you know what I mean? Like, I thought that's where they were going. But then Murdoch won the Battle Royal. So, I mean, and they did build the Murdoch match all season long, to be fair. But, um, I mean, the match should be a typical Nick Aldis three-star match. It should be fine, because Murdoch's pretty good. Um, but all this should win. And I think I think Camille versus Serena Deeb will probably be the best match on the show. Um, looking at it, I'm pretty I can't confident. Admit, I,
4: yeah, I'm pretty confident D will will, will will get something good out of her. I mean, she she's too smart of a worker to not know how to, to maximize Camille. I mean, so. I've
3: seen Camille have good matches with good wrestlers, yeah. so I'm not I'm not really worried about it because Camille just had a, a really great match with Thunder Rosa. Um, you know. Camille obviously is green still, and you can see it. But yeah, if Thunder Rosa could have a great match with her, Deep can too. So that'll probably be the best match. Uh, we missed JTG versus Fred Rosser. Oh,
4: we did. Sorry.
3: Nice little undercard. That's match. a good little
4: match. I'm excited about that match. I didn't. I, think I didn't JTG,
3: JTG's a guy who deserves a chance. Absolutely.
4: I mean, I, I'm excited. Like if I was if I was booking in India, I'm definitely calling JTG and seeing what we can do with him. I mean, he's a guy who who seems relatively hungry has gotten himself in really good shape. Uh, you know, shares videos of how in shape you know what I mean? Like it really feels like a dude that 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 is hungry to at least prove himself at some level whatsoever. So
3: he looked great WrestleMania weekend. He looked great. Great. Oh shape. yeah, he
4: stood out. He I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's Work. more about, you know, WrestleMania Weekend and and the wrestlers there, or it says more about JTG. I think a little bit of, a little bit of both, honestly.
3: No, yeah. He looked like a guy WrestleMania Weekend where I was like he deserves a chance he, with, with, you know, NWA or Impact, one of those kind of Yeah, promotion. yeah, oh, for sure. MLW, you know, the lower-level major league yeah, the promotions.
4: Yeah, the C&D promotions, I think he, he, he could excel in, for sure.
3: Yeah, and he's getting that chance, and I assume if he's working this, he'll work the, the taping. And Fred Rosser's a guy, I know people think it's a meme, but whether it's here or New Japan Strong, he always works his ass off and impresses. He he's another guy along with Tangaloa who's right up there for most improved wrestler over the last year or so. So, I think JTG and Rosser could be a nice little undercard match. It's probably only going to get 6 or 7 minutes, but that's all it needs. And I think the booking of that match will tell you a lot of what they think. Like if JTG goes in there and beats him in 6 minutes, he's probably going to work the taping and get a push. If JTG goes out there and loses, then maybe it's a one-off so um it's actually a pretty interesting match i would i would like to see jtg stick around and get a push here i think it'd be there's a great spot for a guy like that
4: oh yeah yeah and i could see them you know building this guy up when you talk about you know future guys like he looks like a million bucks and i think it'd be a really really cool story to have him come in there and slowly work his way up and, and 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 challenge all this or be in the main events and all that sort of stuff so yeah i think he's a guy that would definitely circle i mean a lot of these other guys on the roster are like just dudes and I think JCG has a little bit more to offer than your 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 Tom Latimers and your Crimsons and your Jack Stains and those guys. You know what I mean? Like I think there's a little bit more. And he's got a cool story. I think there's obviously, you know, the the shad connection is something that you still can, you know, kind of look at. And 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 yeah, he's a guy who, you know, the, the story of him kind of building himself back up and coming from from nowhere to to becoming, you know, what he is now is 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 impressive and fun. So yeah, I, I, I hope he hangs around.
3: The other thing about him is he's he's been gone for so long that he's fresh.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a whole generation of people that don't even know, you know, <laughs> are aware of Crime Time but don't really, you know, make that one-on-one connection of JTG and Crime Time.
3: Yeah, and even if you were around for Crime Time, he's been gone for so long from, you know, uh, the spotlight. That oh, they're all new e-
4: matches, yeah. There's not a single match that he can have on any high-level yeah. indie that has, uh, has already happened. Like, you know what I mean? Other than what happened on WrestleMania weekend. But yeah, you can book him against any of your guys and it's, it's a fresh matchup.
3: He's a fresh act. He's improved his look. I mean, he he always looked good, but now he looks like he looks like a fucking star now. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting match to keep an eye on.
4: So there you go. That is uh, anyway when our shadows fall. We'll uh, potentially have a review of that. So we'll we'll cover it, no doubt, on the uh, on, on the flagship next week. But uh, we might have a written review. Uh, up at voices of wrestling.com, but you can order it. Uh, is on June 6th on Fight TV for $20. Voices of Wrestling.com uh, slash fights if you're going to order. NWA, When Our Shadows Fall. So that is it for us, as as we said. Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling. All of the stuff we do is available on the $10 tier. Written stuff from Joe, uh, including uh, some recaps about those two uh, New Japan main events. Uh, I did an audio doc recently about the IWGP title vacancies. I got WrestleMania Randomizer wrapping up. I have a new series on the way, of UW Retro Series. Joe Vemmer, to remember, the Thursday TV reviews. I mean, there is just so much stuff. Overruns, all the stuff going up on Voices of Wrestling. .com/patreon. So make sure you subscribe there. $5 tier gets you some bonus audio. $10 tier gets you everything we do on the entire Patreon. So patreon.com slash voices wrestling. Also at voices wrestling on Twitter, voices Voice of wrestling.com. Voices of wrestling.com shows Discord as well. If you want to join our Discord and, and, and chat wrestling uh, with other wrestling fans. And, and of course, the biggest part of the, uh, the Patreon, patreon.com slash voices wrestling, is the $10 tier, which allows you to do the no dubs chat room, the no-dupes zone here on the live flagships that we do every single week as well. So 10 hour subscribers get the live flagship each and every week. But anyway, for Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Grinch. We'll talk to you next time on the Voice of Wrestling flagship podcast. Take-
5: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership.